I might have to type a command. Oh, I'm gonna die. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so high. Are you coming to a point, Bowler? That's uh, quite a feat. Are you kidding right now? Weed is good. Toke up. Ja. Are you smoking weed, bro? Lots of weed. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. Studies show marijuana can be very psychologically addictive. Man, them studies. You make weed look so uncool. Yep. That's pot, all right. Not if you were stoned at the time. Don't tell him we're high. I love Sir Spencer. He is, he's just crazy. And everyone's like, ah, right, cool, kinky, yeah, right, ah, yeah, nice. Yeah. She's got big boobs, doesn't she? Yeah, I knew it. We knew it. We knew it. We knew it all along. And uh, we're here to prove it. On yet another bowl. It is Tuesday night. Hope you're feeling all right. It is episode 292, just for you, bowlers. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And you are in the bowl on a Tuesday night, January 9th, 2024. If you want the specific Tuesday in question. That makes you a bowler. So bowl on, bowler. Bowl on. Glad to have you back. Glad to be back. Even if it's your first time, we're still glad to have you back. <laughs> yes, welcome back. Welcome back for the first time. Certainly not the last time, no matter what. You'll be back. Coming back for more. Coming back for more. We got a lot uh, popping off. Yeah. In this particular calendar week, it's been uh, incredible. And really, it's only getting started. I was marveling last night. Um... We are in week two of 2024, and it's already just off, absolutely off the chain. Yeah, this year is jam-packed. We've got this uh, fish tank total cerebral takeover mm. of our brains. Although less so now that Jimmy is out, mm-hmm. I would say. The grip has loosened. Jimmy's out and the grip is loosened, which is nice. That's good. <laughs> That's a plus. I think I'm two days sober. <laughs> Very nice. Like, it- I just catch the recap videos. There you Does go. Does that count? Yeah, I think so. I'm just doing bumps instead of full lines. <laughs> uh, coming down. <laughs> oh, that's about how it feels. There you go. <laughs> you sent me these uh, fantastic ISOs. Where'd you find these? I found In these. The chat. Is he smoking weed? I found these on a compilation video of life advice from Sam Hyde. <laughs> and ja. Uncle Sam Hyde. Leave us pot smokers alone, man. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing but bad things to say about smoking weed. Yeah, many such cases. Yeah, that's all right, though. I pulled him out and made it sound like he loves weed. 
The way I ISO'd him. Weed is good. Yeah, there you go. Toke up. If you're for it, you're a son of a gun. If you're against it, you're a son of a gun. Yeah, you know, you're just screwed either way. It's kind of like the goes. fish tank phenomenon in general. Uh, yep. If you're for it, you're a son of a gun. If you're against it, you're a son of a gun. I have to be careful how I share my opinions. Do I do have to be careful how I share my opinions. Um, and your ISOs. Yeah. It's a controversial man right there. It's very controversial. No matter what I say, it draws controversy. <laughs> um, yeah, but other than that madness, Battle of the Douchebags launched. Yeah, it's back, baby. The battles are back. What a welcome addition to our 2024. Fantastic. They did the uh, season two opener on Sunday, right after the big show, No Agenda. Sunday. Was uh, the usual suspects, Sir Seat Sitter, Lavish, and Booberry. Yes. Along with Dan Gehring. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Over at MMO.show. So um, that's fun. We're going to be on the next one, I believe, coming up. Oh, shoot. You and me. Is that next weekend? I don't think it's next weekend. No, it's still okay. it's still as yet Good. to be determined. I think it's like going to be a Sunday. Okay, because I need to sharpen my douche blades. By the end of the month. I've started taking clips and putting things together and thinking yeah. thoughts and prepping my douche bags. Uh, but I'm more busy prepping for the Mothman's arrival. We've had the lamp on. Mm-hmm. It I worked. think it's working. I think so, yeah. Uh, we stocked up on Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. I've got shelving units. I've got lighting. I've got extra USB webcams. You have those Velcro things that you tie around cords. Yeah, the little cable ties. Cable ties. Cable ties. I've been practicing my uh, over-under cable wrap method. Yeah, you taught me even. That's how much practicing you've done. I moved mean, on to the next level. I'm ready for this. I want to make the absolute most of it. I want to maximize um, the time. Yeah, you wrote boobery, 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 boobery on your calendar. Your Lorian calendar. That's right. The boobery days. So he's going to be landing uh, in the bowl sometime on Friday. And on Friday, we're going to do a Bowls with Buds with him. Yeah, we are. So essentially the plan is uh, he's going to stay here all the way through uh, Monday night and do a behind the schemes here. Sweet. Which I think we might crash. Road schemes. So essentially what we're going to do is we're going to have him come in day one. We'll do a Bowls with Buds. In this, like, before style studio. Mm-hmm. So that he can see, like, uh, this is what we're kind of working with. <laughs> this, is how it, this is how it's set up right now. He's going to unleash his, uh, his autistic feng shui, right? Mm-hmm. All over this place. Yes. Put his professional taste uh, into play. And actually fix the studio so it'll be, like, worth doing a behind the schemes here. <laughs> yeah. So we'll do the balls with buds in the before setup, and we'll do behind the schemes in the after setup. And between then, um, he's also to do. I guess he'll have to do a before the schemes here too, huh? Mm-hmm. I'll be crashing that. Oh, nice. That will be lovely. Some little DMU DJ double down action. <laughs> That'd be lovely. So all of that uh, wild, wild prep going on. Bullhind the schemes. Bullhind the schemes. Right in the bull hind. Uh, and then in the midst of all of this chaos and awesomeness and uh, action, tomorrow night, 
Nick the Rat is doing his 420th episode. That's right. 420 episodes. And so uh, Nick's people reached out to our people. We get the call from Diane that he wanted us to appear on the show. That's right. For 420. which so we're we, traveling to the sewers. We eagerly agreed, and we rushed out and pulled all the mayonnaise off the shelves in uh-huh. preparation. Wiped our local grocery store out of mayo. And I guess he's going to have us battle some sort of a, a showdown. <laughs> showdown. He was very vague, I think purposefully vague in the email. He likes the surprises, you know? Yeah. Nick the Rat. So I don't know if it, I... Maybe it's a little mayo wrestling. Oh. You have some weight and size on me. We're in different weight classes, so that's not fair. Hmm. But maybe. also, if it's like trivia questions, you've got some IQ points on me. So that's cool too. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun though. Our little tank clan, no matter been, what, been taking all the weird quizzes. What's your autism level? What's your IQ? What's your name? Who's your daddy? You rich? <laughs> uh, Important questions here. She's definitely rich. Tell your father, okay? I have money. Do we have a solid meetup plan for this weekend? It's not solid, but it's going to be on Saturday. That's all I can tell you. Cool. It's probably going to be a karaoke bar. Cool. I, I don't know exactly. Pinball Gypsy is still in town. That's that's correct. I'll probably send it out on the No Agenda single, Signal group for the Casey meetups. Whenever we decide uh, whatever. I think I'm going to pull the trigger tomorrow morning on a place. Mainly, I want to know, but I haven't ask the question to relevant parties so maybe I can get an email or a text or something but I'm kind of torn between do we get our own booth Mm. or do we go to a bar that's like everybody's just in the one karaoke machine you know yeah well because the ladder is free well the ladder costs less let's say yes but uh the former might be funner but then we'd like need a certain amount of people and since this is sort of late minute last minute type idea you know yeah and i by hemming and hawing about it i'm making it even more last minute but i've just been running around putting up shelves taking out trash throwing things here and there trying to get an inventory on what instruments i have what video devices i have what audio devices i have do we have zip ties gonna need some zip ties. i don't think i have a reusable zip ties mm. i just have a one and done zip ties Oof. so deal with it <laughs> Zip ties nonetheless. Deal with it. Uh, what else are we dealing with? So you nick the rat, clean in the studio, uh, blueberry inbound. I did crack a Dr. Pepper open just to just to get ready. But um, in my shenanigans, taking out all of the recycling and trash last night while <laughs> feverishly tearing the studio to pieces, uh, I had a fun adventure that I was able to do like a two-minute video recap of for NAS this morning. It was late at night for me, but it was like early in the morning for most civilized human beings. It's like 4.30. And I opened the garage door and I'm like taking recycling out. And I hear that. I thought it was somebody pissing on the snow at first. Ooh. Sounded like somebody high up on a deck, like pissing into that fresh fallen snow. And I was like, all right. But it was so intermittent. that I was like, hmm. And then I heard it again a little clearly when I stepped out to light a cigarette. I was like, no, that's electricity, man. That's like zaps. Uh-oh. And I look around in the uh, property line in the backyard where the power line comes through. This power line is like 
up in a snowy tree, hitting some branch, the insulation is clearly worn or cracked or gone. Because it's like arcing from the power line to the branch, making this big uh, zappy sound. <laughs> and uh, just like starting a fire up in a tree, and this fire just like builds up, melts some snow, and then like puts itself out over and over again. Oh, gosh. So I didn't know what to do. I saw the arcing and saw the sparks, and I thought, well, I probably should report this to the power company. I called the power company. I'm on like their hold line. Their hold line asks me what music I want to listen to for hold music. Can you believe this? Wow, that's considerate. They're like, press one for jazz, press two for pop, press three for country, <sighs> press four for rock. Good priorities here. <laughs> I am interested to like call back and try all four because I don't know if they would have been much different. Oh, what did you select? I selected rock. Okay. And it sounded like hold music, you know? Yeah. And there was a rock backbeat, but uh, yeah. How long were you on hold? Five minutes before the fire started getting pretty big, and I was oh, like, shit. Hmm, maybe this is something for like the emergency line after all. Yeah. I don't like the emergency line. I no. do what I can to avoid ever calling the emergency line. Yeah. I just don't like it. I feel like if you can avoid it, you should avoid it. Yeah. But the tree back there is really close to a house. Yeah, it was getting a little bit house. it was getting a little bit out of hand even for my high craziness tolerance. So I figured, yeah, we'll call it in. And I kinda of explained to dispatch what was going on. She said, All right, well, we'll send somebody out to check it out. That's fine. And it took them, I don't know, ten minutes or so. Mm-hmm. And I was always I was like curious if they were gonna roll up with sirens on or not. I was like, I hope they don't. It was still snowing then, right? It was. It still, snowed overnight. We got about what four inches. Still lightly uh, snowing, and <laughs> I finally see their lights, and they've got the floodlight on, so the whole thing's lit up. Oh jeez! Like oh god! And then <sighs> when I saw them there, I also noticed there was like a big ass limb that had fallen down across the street and blocking Uh-oh. the street off. So I was like, well, they're not going to be able to get all the way up here. And even if they did, it's kind of inconvenient, right? Because it's the property line between. Two streets. Two streets. So they got to go in through somebody's backyard one way or the other. Yeah. The empty lot here would probably be the best way, but the branch was blocking them. They would have had to come from the backside of the neighborhood. So as I'm walking down, I'm just kind of like figured I'd tell them what was going on and point out where it is, you know? Yeah. Help them out a bit. And uh, as I'm walking the guy up there, I kind of hear this sliding and stuff. I look back. Uh-oh. The ass end of the fire truck is just slowly migrating to the right. <laughs> just <laughs> into the ditch, into the ditch. These guys put the fire truck in the ditch. And meanwhile, I'm pointing at the arcing power line. And he's like, yeah, there's really nothing we can do about that. Uh, we'll just have to call the power company. <laughs> we'll add it to their list. Because mm. I guess they're just going around the city doing all kinds of stuff. Like this in the uh, snowy weather. It's just part of the part of the thing they got to do, but it did make for a fun little two minute uh, hilariousness. Yeah, your video is really funny. The way you set it up, the narration on it. Thanks. I it's just great. I just uh, told what happened. It's just another day in the swoop. Yeah, yeah, it's how I feel. <laughs> uh, it looked okay when I took a gander 
Yeah, it wasn't uh, popping and Today. burning everyone's house down. <laughs> well, not for the 33 seconds I looked at it. Okay. I didn't stand there all day and wait for it. Yeah. Well, but... we'll see. We'll take a peek tonight, see if it's <laughs> crackling back up again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks like that print is done. Sweet. It got I, quiet. That's nice. I printed out a uh, headphone stand. I've got these little 3D printed headphone uh, holders. So now I got one ready for Booberry when he comes. Ha! A headphone holder for you. How's that for value for value? And uh, speaking of value for value, we like to thank everybody for contributing their value to the show right up front at the beginning. Right around right meow. Because that's what uh, the name of the game is. That's the model that we run off of, the value for value model. And the way it works is we put the show out there, and it's yours up front. We put the value in to where you can access it, right? There's no hoops to jump through. There's no um, monetary obstacles, let's say, to get to the value that we try to provide, right? It's just there up front. And that lets you, I know it's a radical concept, it lets you evaluate the value up front. That's right. And, uh, you know, maybe you just are hearing this from the first time because one of your really weird friends told you about it. And you don't quite get it, and you're like, yeah, this isn't for me. But maybe you come back later and listen to maybe three or four of them, and you start to pick up what we're putting down. It might take a second. You know, it's not obvious at first. We understand that. It's also not for everybody. Mm. But if it's for you, and you're here uh, week after week, bowl after bowl, all we ask is that you think about it, evaluate, what do you get out of the show? What's it worth to you? And how could you get involved and put value back into it? Uh, really for us, it always comes back to the first rule. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. And so you don't want to be a bum. You don't want to be a mooch. Who are you? Huh? Some third class mooch? Who are you? Who are you? No, no, no. Not a third class mooch. You're a bowler. And so you put value back into the bowl. There's a few ways to do that. And we thank people who give their uh, treasure up front. People who have sent in uh, donations to the show, either via PayPal or via our new podcasting 2.0 situation that we've been so excited about. Uh, two PayPal producers this week. Uh, one is the great Rev Cyber Trucker. Oh, thanks, Rev Cyber Trucker. For a monthly stonation of 420. Woo. I very much appreciate you. And uh, C. Brooklyn. We're going to have to go ahead and put him on the list for an undisclosed amount. Uh, which he just sent back because it was a channel close that happened and had a balance on his side and something. Really, I'm really he didn't have to do that, but he did, and so we appreciate it. Oh, and thanks, uh, C. Brooklyn One Twelve. We're gonna give him a producer shout out for that. So we appreciate that, and that's what's cool about the node operators in our community. By the way, is everybody's like on the up and really cool about making sure everything's accounted for and uh, everyone has a good time. So we appreciate you uh, keeping that rolling for us. Uh, we also appreciate everybody boosting in on this uh, new live son of a bitch we call Podcasting 2.0. And how do you get involved with that? Well, you got to have some sats. And then really the recommended way to onboard is to take off all your clothes, put on the following song, and dance your naked ass over to nudepodcastapps.com. I'm going to boost some sats. I've got 40000 in my wallet. I'm, I'm, I'm boosting value contribution. This is fucking awesome. Ah, fucking awesome. 
fucking awesome. Then you can get yourself an app that uh, uses all the latest technologies and can stream or send value directly to our nodes running here in the in the bowl. And you can also attach a little message we call boostograms to that uh, boost as well. And we like to scroll back to the delineator, Mr. Harv Hat, who always hits us on the outro, and last week was no exception. 1420 sats from Harv Hat coming in there. Thank you, Harv Hat. On the outro of last week's show. That was from CurioCaster, a great app you can find at CurioCaster.com, a web app that also works as a, a PWA on your phone, too. Imagine that. 6969 is the next boostogram that I'm seeing here on the Halipad. 6969, 69, dudes! And that's from Hey Citizen. No note, just the boost. Thanks, Hey Citizen. He's coming out of Podverse there, which you can find at podverse.fm. They're tricky. They didn't do the com, they did the FM route. Uh, a few homegrown hits coming through. All right. You love to see it. Uh, the next one, though, for the Bowl After Bowl show is just a mere. 27 minutes ago when we had 4269 from Harv Hat. Awesome. That's I, when we got lit. That's right. Well, it's when we put the bat signal out and said we're lit. We also have the return of the big bad boost bot. Yeah, boost bot. Which we appreciate. So there's boost bot's back. Boost bot's back. The boost bot, since the boost bot takes such a small percentage, uh, usually has a really easy time. Getting the routing, especially from our friends over at Fountain, who are still mysteriously failing routes to, at least to my node. I'm not sure about yours. I haven't checked in a second. But I guess yours has no yeah, channels, huh? I have no channels right now. But you're yeah. using your Fountain wallet, right? For um, your split? I switched to Albi because my Albie Fountain dance. wallet was also having trouble receiving boosts from Fountain. Well, Albi Dan. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm slowly draining my Fountain wallet. Into the shows I find valuable. <laughs> gotcha. I keep threatening to get to the bottom line or figure that out, but I just, I'm in a whirlwind. I have to laser focus on this studio thing because I've got to yes. be ready and I'm making the damn most of Booberry's time. Like, I don't want to waste Booberry's time. No. Know? I want to maximize this. Absolutely. Uh, so I really have been putting everything way to the back burner, except for getting everything in place and kind of getting ready for him. You know what I'm saying? I totally know what you're saying. But uh, next week, for sure. Uh, luckily, though, Boostbot did pick up Dirty Jersey Whore's boost from Fountain. Nice. He boosted 19,760 sats. Woo. Saying, boost, boost, boost. Please don't play that smoke weed every day jingle. Y'all be good, DJW. Oh, thanks, DJW. <laughs> uh, Do you still have the Tucker man. version? It's bait. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the Tucker version. I'm not really sure, actually. That was so funny. I'll have to refind it if you don't. I'm trying to think of something that would be like. Uh, mm. I, I like the pot much better. There we go. Yeah. Man, what am I smoking? Oh yeah, pot. That's that's what it is. That's what it is. Thank you, DJW. We will honor your wish, even if it was in jest, uh, because we're just literalists around here. Yeah, and bunch you of, asked so politely. Bunch of fucking Amelia Bedelias. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. Draw the curtains. You never read Amelia Bedelia? I never read Amelia Bedelia. Holy Moses. Okay. Never have I ever. Well, <laughs> we'll find one. I think the girls would like Amelia Bedelia. I always liked that when I was a kid. Like kindergarten, first grade is when I 
got exposed to that, you know? Mm. Great name. Just great name. She just took everything literally, you know? Uh, so when she was like this maid and she had a bunch of instructions. And so when she was told to like draw the curtains. Oh, no. She sat down and drew she them. She drew them mm-hmm. with a pencil the, or yeah, pen. The, that kind of stuff. Oof. That kind of stuff. It was just a book all about that concept, you know? Like sometimes things have more, multiple meanings. Yeah. So you need context clues to kind of figure that out. Yeah. And vocabulary lessons. That's right. Uh, no context needed for this next boost. It's thirty-three, thirty-three. a straightforward boost from Bowley Steed. Aw, thanks, Bowley Steed. She is coming out of Podverse. And uh, she says, I almost drowned crossing a public pool. The lifeguard saved me. Ooh. Heart eyes. Well, Thankful are, for that lifeguard on duty. Very glad that uh, the lifeguard saved you. I think she's getting that in for the uh, first time I almost died. Yeah, that's our first time I ever topic which tonight. Is the, which is the F-tie topic. Yes, exactly. More on that in just a moment. Uh, she came in again, 8888, ain't that great, from Podverse again. And she says, here for the shit stain education, teach, preach. Oh, nice. yeah. We might have a little turd nugget for you today. <laughs> right after this lovely segment, in fact, once we get people thanked, we usually roll into that. Uh, but... A few more boostograms to go, including 6969 from Hey Citizen. 69, 69, dude! Hey Citizen is back from Podverse. He does have a boost this time. Or a message, I should say. He had a boost both times, but a boostogram. The message attached. Boostogram. That message says, this one time, I had a few LSDs, and then I smoked some DMTs, and then someone gave me a nitrous balloon. I didn't almost die, but it was still fun. Nice. Uh, that sounds like a hell of a time in Minecraft. He has a follow-up boost for 696, which says, allegedly. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Yeah, we embellish uh, here in the bolts are uh, all completely satire. Yeah, this is a comedy show. I always tell the truth, even when I lie. Uh, speaking of liars, we got a 6666 coming up. I'm just kidding. This no liar. That's Servo. <gasps> Servo. Thank you. 6666 from Servo at a podverse, podverse.fm. Uh, he says, for the paper towel fund, going to need it when cleaning up all that moth jam. Oh, you oh. are so right. Thank you. Yep. Good thinking. Thank you. Servo, always looking out for us bowlers. I was on one of those uh, cheap bullshit from China apps looking through. Yeah. And <laughs> they have this fucking... I have no idea why it came up in my algo, but <laughs> this, they were selling this jizz rag and it was embroidered with, uh, it said, cum towel. And then okay. smaller in the corner, it said, my ouch. <laughs> <laughs> my ouch. I don't know why. It shouldn't be ouch. It should be yay. Cum towel, my ouch. Or ooh, my ooh. What is that all about? <laughs> I don't know. I was giggling. Yeah. Anyway, that paper, the paper towel fund kind of reminded me of that. I don't know. Come towel. I mean, moth jam towels. Mm. Come towel's got to go. Thank you, Servo. Appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, we're going to need a lot more sats for that uh, paper towel fund, I <sighs> think. I have a feeling. Shrinkflation's a bitch. 2845 sats next up from Memes Leet. Aw, thanks, Memes Leet. Memes 1337. Uh, out of Podverse, this says Leet boosting the dame. Yay. Just as a just as a bowler aims for the perfect strike, 
aim to be high in life and let your dreams be lucid. Mm. Ooh, I love that. Me too. It reminds me of the uh, absinthe portion of the studio I just set up a little bit ago last yes. night. I got my big ass shelf built, this big shelving unit. Ass shelf. Big ass shelf over there in the corner now. And now I've got all the liquor bottles in one place because I had this jive turkey bullshit plastic uh, cart cart that I was storing all the liquor bottles in very poorly. It was supposed to be a bar cart, but it didn't really work. Yeah, it was more like a hard to dar dar cart. <laughs> yes. It's a incorrect. That was the name of the cart. Uh, so <laughs> it makes that sound when you push it. It does. Yeah. <laughs> so I got all the liquor bottles off of that thing and moved everything. And then we've actually had for a while in these cardboard boxes a big absinthe collection. Mm-hmm. We got uh, on a photo shoot that we did once. This photographer was like, "Okay, I want to do an absinthe shoot, and then all right, you can have all these props because I don't really need them." Yeah. Cool. So I've got all these lucid glasses for lucid absinthe. Yeah, to add to the one we already had. I had one. Mine had a, the eyeballs on it. Yes. And none of his did. So I still have the special eyeball version one. Yep. Which I think is cool. But he had a bunch of uh, like balanceators or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Balenciers. Balenciers. Yeah. I think that's How, what however you However you balance water in French, they've got a bunch of those. The deal is like you've got your... Sugar cube spoon, right? Right above yeah. the absinthe drink. And then you want cold water slowly dripping in there to make a proper absinthe cocktail. So that's what those things do. Anyway, I got a bunch of bullshit lucid gear now. Neat. So yeah, the bowl is lucid dreaming. Thanks, Memes Elite. That was, that was the point of that tangent. What's the point of this next boost? 6666 from Booberry. Guess where from? Uh, Boost CLI. No, from Fountain. Whoa. It happened. It's the Booberry Miracle. Wow. Fountain it, Boost received. This, this bodes so well. This is going to be like the most flawless, easy peasy weekend ever. Because when Booberry comes around, things just like magically work into place. I don't understand it. He's got the touch. It's the moth magic. It is. It's the moth magic. 6666, and the message is, I'm liking this new interface for the live app, and the GIF on here, sexy. Hey, it is sexy. Thank you, Boobery. Yeah, appreciate you. We have a double boost coming in. And again, as a reminder, if you're new around here, all of those pins crashing that you hear throughout the show, the short version there, if you don't hear the ball rolling down the lane first, you just hear the crash. That's the sound of a boostergram. Mm-hmm. If you hear the long roll, then we're probably on the lanes at the end of the show. We do strikes and gutter balls at the end. But of course, this is a bowling show. Right. It's a bowling show. So the boost sound is buzzes, strike sound. It makes nothing but sense, right? Right. And Piranesi gave us the double boost. They're both from Podverse, podverse.fm. 10101 sats is the first one. Woo. And then 12300 sats is the second one. All right. Thanks, Piranesi. For a total of, what is that, 22401, if you add them all together. Look at that mental math, huh? Huh? For a bowler? Yeah. Huh? Well, you know, genius level IQ. Jaw. Yeah. Way to rub it in, man. In the chat. Is he smoking weed? You smoking weed there in the chat? Better be. I sure should hope so. Here's to you. Thank you, <laughs> Piranesi. 
Uh, and that takes us up to the current right now moment in Helipad. So we thank you so much for your boosts and for your PayPal's. But of course, that's not where value for value begins and ends. It's much, much deeper and wider. The girth of value for value is important. It's not just about the length. Definitely. You could very simply pass the bowl to someone you know will enjoy it. We love having more bowlers around. The more bowlers, the merrier. You can also create art, which encompasses, you know, gifts or JPEGs for the episodes and the chapters going on in the Bowl After Bowl episodes on your newfangled podcasting 2.0 app. You could do a jingle, musical jingle, like the one you heard from Hey Citizen earlier. You could just send in some fan art. We'll put it in the show notes. And you got to check out the show notes. They're jam-packed. hmm But we would really, really love to hear from you in our voicemail. Because every week, we come up with a first-time-I-ever topic to give you something to talk about. And this week, we want to hear about the first time you ever almost died. So all you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-3663 and the play of That's right. We never screen the voicemails, so anything goes. You don't have to answer the first time I ever topic. You could say anything you want. Yeah, just don't try to sell me shit. Yeah. True. Because then I'll Dvorak you. Completely Dvorak. <laughs> never to be heard from again. Dvorak from reality. Oh, man. Uh, but everybody, truly, from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for the value for value. We appreciate you. Yes. You are the bowl. It's true. It's true. Thank you, bitch. Uh, now that we've got that out of the way. Oh, wait. Hop in the chat, too. Pound bowl after bowl on the Zero Node IRC. That's where the action's at. You don't even want to pound it. I do. Yeah, I love boosters. We love them. Um, yeah? Yeah. Now that that's out of the way, I have prepared for you a little chunk of... Uh, what do you think? You still want to build a node? I do. I'm just frustrated right now. Okay. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm listening. When I built my first node, an umbral, yes. I used a Raspberry Pi, mm-hmm. and it was very simple. I have decided I will be building a second node. And I thought, okay, I've got this Dell Optiplex. You have a Dell Optiplex. You're running a Start 9 on it. I thought, I'll run a Start mm. 9 on my Optiplex. For clarity, my Start 9 is on a uh, Think Center. Oh, and not the, an Optiplex. The Optiplex is running another Raspi Blitz. Or, well, it's running the old Raspi Blitz that just got migrated over. Oh, you over. transferred your Raspi Blitz onto the Optiplex. I did. And you have a Think Center running the Start 9. Okay. Yep. So you're running Raspy Blitz on the Optiplex. That's right. See, this further confirms that I need to build a Raspy Blitz. Ooh. I think. And, but let me tell you my shit stain first. Let's hear it. I decided, I had decided that I was going to build a Start 9 on this Optiplex of mine. Mm-hmm. 
couldn't fucking download the thing, which seems like very simple or like tarred proof. And you just click and play, right? With this kind of thing. No, no. I got Ubuntu on it. Like I got that far. Yeah. And then it just all fell apart. I don't know really what happened. So I got very frustrated and I pawned it off to you. I said, here, you figure it out. That's <laughs> yeah. how That's how frustrated the, I got. The f- first time you've told me something like that when it comes to noting. Yeah. Well. And could you figure it out? I tried for a little bit and no. I couldn't. No, no, no. But we um, also don't have that much time to spare this week. Yeah. Like I said, that's another thing that got kind of pushed back. Um, I can tell you that I can no longer even see the internal drive that that thing has. So... Essentially, on the Start 9, when you install a Start 9 on a system, you can flash it on a USB. So you mm-hmm. boot from the USB, and it goes through a install uh, helper, wizard, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yes. And it asks you to select a target disk. Now, you want to select the internal drive of your machine right. to install the operating system on, and it runs on the regular internal drive. And then you have a big data drive, which is where the blockchain and all your bullshit is stored, the apps that you install, et cetera. So usually if you have an SSD plugged in during the install wizard, it'll say, you know, pick a drive and you pick the internal and it has both drives to select from. Well, when I booted that box up, it only had the SSD to select from. It doesn't see the internal drive so i'll probably have to like wipe and reformat it somehow yeah i can do that uh and maybe yeah maybe and then i'm just gonna go raspy blitz maybe raspy blitz is the way yeah i said i wanted to and now i'm just going to i really think (sighs) i said i wanted a raspy blitz because i feel like it's easier to get under the hood and It, it, it it is easier to tinker with it seems like there's less going on in terms of here's the problem the problem with development, and this is web development, but also just in general software development and engineering of the past couple decades, right? Definitely since like, I don't know, the return of the return of the Mac in a big way. You know, in the iPod era and then the smartphone era following shortly thereafter. We've been developing for retards, right? So that the that the target demo that they're aiming for is ease of use for complete and total retards, which is good because complete and total retards need to be able to use computer too. But what you lose out on is freedom, uh, freedom, but also the ability to fix things when they go wrong or knowledge, learn any goddamn thing at all about what's going on with computer. Right. Personally, I hate computer. I hate them. I don't like them. Uh, I work on them all day for hobbies and for like real life shit. Pretty much all I do. And I've done a lot. I mean, I was working on computers since a very early age, very early age. So I've always been around them, but I like the longer I interact with them, the more I hate them. But I especially hate the systems that just show you a pretty interface and you're just supposed to click things, right? And you like just do a series of clicks and then that's what's going to get you through. And like, 
maybe your mom can learn to use it faster, but you don't actually learn anything. The pro- the problem with that is like you're just letting a developer somewhere do everything for you, and then you're left with like the whatever options they gave you. you know? Yeah. Like if they didn't make a function that fires off when you click a button, then you can't do that thing. And I like to be able to do as many things as possible. And I like to learn how things work. And so you just can't do that with an extremely quote unquote user friendly uh, interface. And uh, to me, there's, there needs to be a happy medium, right? I'm not saying that things should be harder and more confusing. I don't think that way at all. What I'm saying is that there has to be some kind of happy medium. Uh, I think that the way that uh, our boy at the Casey Bitcoiners meetups, Hazard, has done no strudel, no strudel.ninja, the way he has programmed that thing is kind of the best of both worlds because there's really verbose feedback about what's going on in the Noster world and like what everything means, how to interact with it. There's options on there that aren't even implemented yet, but he has buttons for them because it's his own playground to learn, right? But he surfaces all this information to the user. I think that the user is really robbed when you don't surface information for them or when you like keep them out of settings and you keep them out of different places. And I get it. Developers do this because they're like, oh, if I let my retarded user base into the settings, they're going to fuck everything up and burn it to the ground. And they've been there before, you know, they've been down that road, they've felt that pain. They're the ones getting support emails. But at some point, the pendulum has to come back a tiny little bit. What that looks like, I don't 100% know, but uh, I've seen a hint of what it looks like with with no strudel, for sure. So TLDR, yeah, I recommend the Raspy Blitz. How about that? Yeah. Even Uh though it's more, you know, pixelated UI than, than the other ones. Oh, I might have to type a command. Oh, I'm going to die. Yeah, you might have to type a command, man. You might have to type a few words and then hit enter. <laughs> if you're already in the IRC, that's what you do all day. But yeah, it's pretty fucking scary. I know. I love the command line. <sighs> it puts me in control. Yeah. Of It makes the computer a tool again. Exactly. You know? The computer is a tool rather than some kind of a proprietary daycare. Yeah. I don't need a fucking proprietary daycare. Like, I need a tool to work with. That's all. Exactly. That's all I'm asking for. Is that really all too much to ask? Well, as long as this isn't some kind of hardware failure. Yeah, I'll have a raspy blitz up and going pretty soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, I'll figure out some backup plan, because I do need a second node. Mm, yeah, you know, you want to separate the boosts, huh? Yes, I would like a homegrown hits node. And my bowl after bowl node. Nice. Um, and this kind of brings me to your ring of fire. That oh, you're thank working you. on yeah. organizing. Thank you for mentioning that because I forgot to write I it down. I think I would like to revive the umbral. Okay. Uh, because it's still here. It's right. still on. Yeah. I'm waiting for channels to close still because. In fact, it's like still the most reliable node in the house uh, since you got it back. Yeah. It's just. Uh, in the corner right now. Yeah. No peers, no channels. And so I'd like to yeah, be we, better. I'd like to get better. Crazy. I'd like it's, to it's still up. So Operate this node. Okay. <laughs> Again. Well, I'll switch you back into that ring of fire, and then we can launch it this week. Yes. 
we are doing a few rings of fire, a 1 million, a 2 million and a 5 million sat. I know we missed the little dip of fees this weekend. <sighs> I know. I but I, ex- I expect there will still be fee dips. Uh, let me just roll back into the big story. Everybody is jerking their dicks off until they are raw and then jerking some more about the sec the rumor mill says is all set and prepped to approve this spot etf this bitcoin etf tomorrow (laughs) supposedly right and also the rumor mill says that the uh etfs will be open for trade by thursday supposedly Uh, citation needed But further muddying the water today, the SEC's Twitter account uh, tweeted that the Bitcoin ETF was approved. Oh? A day early. Huh. Uh, And then they immediately pumped the brakes, deleted the tweeted. Uh Uh-oh. Said uh, the ETF has not been approved. What? And uh, a spokesman said in a statement, the SEC's at SECGov X slash Twitter account has been compromised, is what they're calling it. I'm, I'm going to call it Twitter. Yeah. Because it's what it's always been. That's hilarious that they just add X in front of it, but keep... They keep saying, uh, formerly Twitter, known as Twitter, they keep saying okay, Twitter, Twitter, so they like saying both now. And guess what? If you go to the motherfucking website, you're still at Twitter.com. <laughs> so it's still Twitter. Give me a break. Is like the most retarded rebrand of all time. Fucking, I don't even remember New Coke because this just eclipsed it with stupidity. Uh, anyway, on Twitter, the tweet went out early, so you know instead of just oh. like rolling with a punch or just being like, "Yeah, it was approved," because everybody supposedly already knows that it's going to be approved to fucking morrow, right? Tomorrow. Yeah. So what? Could they just be like, yeah, you know, it's approved tomorrow. It's approved. We will officially, uh, you know, we can, they could have said, well, it is approved effective tomorrow or whenever the fucking day is supposed to be. But no, all they did was delete the tweet, say now it's not approved. The little market circus ensued, uh, which I mean, this is great PR (laughs) for the SEC or for uh, the CEO of Bitcoin. (laughs) <laughs> the SEC, the ETFs. I think the SEC looks like a retard, personally, over the whole thing. Especially when they say that their account was hacked. What? Like, like I fucking oh, hope not. Oh, boy. I fucking <laughs> Our hope Our government not. at work. Yeah, Gary Gensler's tweet says, the SEC Gov Twitter account was compromised and an unauthorized tweet was posted. The mm. SEC has not approved the listing and trading of spot Bitcoin exchange traded products. But supposedly they're going to tomorrow, right? Unless legend has it. Fucking, and, everybody's so certain. I don't know. Everybody's so certain, so it must be true, right? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't necessarily think so. Because, uh... But... Abada Jamipti po- posted it. Well, if Abada Jamipti posted it, then you know it's legit. I Whoever these motherfuckers say, are, man. Every time somebody's, like, posting one of the, uh... Bitcoin Twitter influencers... Yeah. I have no idea who these motherfuckers are. This is what I was about to say is when I was looking for the actual source, the first person to say this date, yeah. it just kept bringing me to Twitter and I don't even have it's an account. All tweets. So I can't it's even all tweets. look. That's, uh, that's where all of the fucking rumor mill happens. It's like tweets. 
Yeah. You know? If you tweet it, it will manifest. Tweets. <laughs> but, le-, le tweets. No, what I was saying is it's good PR for the ETF, though. If they, I mean, they're going to sell the shit out of them or whatever. People keep talking about it. Now, this part I hadn't read until just now. I'm scanning this uh, CBS News article about it, which says neither the SEC nor uh, Twitter immediately replied for a request for comment. However, in a post late Tuesday night, uh, the Twitter safety team wrote it had conducted a, quote, preliminary investigation and determined the compromise was not due to any breach of Twitter systems, but rather due to an unidentified individual obtaining control over a phone number associated with the SEC Gov account through a third party. The SEC, quote, did not have two-factor authentication enabled at the time the account was compromised, the ex-safety team wrote. Wow. <laughs> Neat. So Good there's to your, know. There's your three-letter fucking keep you safe government at work. They can't even keep a fucking Twitter sec- account secure. This whole idea of government entities having social media presences is disgusting anyway. But, you know, thank God they're the ones improving this ETF so they will keep you from getting FTXed in your B-U-T-T hole. <laughs> what a fucking joke, man. Yeah. What a fucking joke. Uh, this SEC, they conclude with this statement. Wonderful. The SEC is widely expected to give the green light this week for a number of financial firms to offer spot coin, uh, Bitcoin ETFs, including industry giants BlackRock, Fidelity Investments, and Franklin Templeton. The approvals could spur investment in Bitcoin and bolter cryptocurrency industry, pouring billions of dollars into the turbulent digital assets market, according to asp- experts. And uh, something else that is just too... Uh, far out of my pay grade or my like give a shit attitude is uh, they're selling paper Bitcoin, right? Like it's an ETF. So you're, you're investing in the ETF and then they're going to invest them in the, in the Bitcoin, right? Yeah. An ETF is backed by a Bitcoin. Trust us, bro. So, so you don't have to have or buy any Bitcoin. You can have this ETF, which represents a Bitcoin that us big spooks hold. Yeah. Mm. It's just less scary for the normies or whatever. I don't know. Oh, I can use my 401k now for Bitcoin. So I'm I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are, uh, cope statements that say, well, you know, it's okay because of X, Y, or Z. Uh, just get your Bitcoin and hold it. It's like the point. Yeah. Of having it be yours. I mean, these assholes who have fucked us over time and time and time again are still the ones that are like trusted. Ooh, I don't trust myself. I trust these guys who fuck us over and over and over and over and over. That That's what's going to keep me safe. Come on. Well, when you're on a bunch of SSRIs, I don't think you think that far ahead. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> to avoid overthinking, you know? Just... Everybody's also really sure that it's going to shit up the chain. Uh, I mean, the chain has been pretty shit up mm-hmm. all year because of the ordinal fagging around. So, I don't know. I... I th- just have a gut instinct that it's more um it's more hype than what will actually go down. Yeah. But I've been wrong about that before. You know, there are things that sometimes I just don't understand. I think the biggest example of that uh was when Mizzou left the Big 12 and went into the SEC. Oh, wow. That and was- uh it was the it was like the year it was the year I dropped out of college. So I w- mm-hmm. I would have been entering my senior year when Mizzou joined the SEC and everybody was all uh, shitting bricks about it. 
Like it was this big humongous deal and I didn't understand. Right. I was like, I don't get it. It's just a conference change. And then they had the first home game and they played the Georgia Bulldogs and the whole town filled up with Georgia fans. Like they just came, some of them came Thursday night to stay the entire weekend. Right. Some of them got there early Friday morning for a Saturday game. Yeah. And filled the streets more red than any of our yeah, black KU and gold. rivals had, had made. <sighs> and it was actually mind boggling the economic impact of just a conference change had. So, you know, sometimes I just don't get it and I'm totally fine with that. But I'm also the kind of guy who just needs to see some proof in the pudding. Like a lot of this hype stuff. I'm just like, where is it coming from? Um, hopefully I'll just be able to open up a ring of fire. You know, hopefully I'm open. People also keep telling me that, uh, layer one, before too long will not be able to be accessible by regular people. Like it'll just be institutions a- accessing layer one because of high fees. And like, we will all store and save on layer twos and threes and fours and whatnots. And uh, I just, I want to remain skeptical of that too. Yeah. It's like kind of sounds like fun. Kind of the point of this thing was for us to be able to use this. Yeah. Right. But with the ETFs and then BlackRock getting into the Bitcoin space using ETFs, uh, it does feel like they're trying to play a role and take back some control in this sphere. Yeah. Will they be able to figure it out and well, do anything really? No. I don't see how that affects layer one. or It just... Like there's a there's a set limit, right? It's yeah. finite. So it's not like there's going to be more Bitcoin created in the next coming blocks. In fact, the halving is coming up in April. Estimated, targeted, right? It's yeah. a moving target. But right around 420, we're, we're going to be getting half of the Bitcoin. Every block is going to be mined and released. Yep. It's going to go down again by half. I think it's like six and a quarter now. So it'll be like 3.1667, whatever the fuck. So it's not like BlackRock coming on the scene is going to make more Bitcoin. No. They're just going to have a lot of money jammed at them for the purpose of buying it, I suppose, or I guess. I don't know how their reporting works either. Do they have to prove they have all of that? Well, that's what I was wondering, too, is, yeah, just because someone gives them fiat for a paper Bitcoin, are they actually going to take that fiat and put it into Bitcoin? And how much have they already been grabbing in preparation? Like, uh, a lot of this stuff is not really known. But people go on Twitter and just like make nine tweet threads about it like they know every detail. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just skeptical. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, I think the number go up is going to happen. I think sell the news might happen too for a dip. There was already fuckery today for sure. Cause oh. you can, you can look at the uh, timeline. You can look directly at the timeline and the price and uh, see it going up and down. Ooh, number go up, number go <laughs> As down. As this all goes down. So, like, we're kind of trading pretty even between, uh, oh, Christ, what are these numbers? Like, 4,600 to 4,700, right? Yeah. Which is kind of like an evenish line. Uh, the SEC Twitter account tweeted that all the Bitcoin ETFs are approved. Within, like, 10 or 15 minutes, it shot all the way up to 4,800 almost. Wow. And then proceeded to crash back down... Oh, way down 
to the moment that Gary Gensler says the SEC account was hacked. What the hell? We had a bottom dip red candle like at 43800 So that's like $5,000 swing. And Crazy. Then Just comes, from government talking. It comes back up. SEC, quote unquote, regains control of their account and deletes the original tweet and says they were hacked and have not approved the ETFs. And then it slides back down before coming back to stabilize right around just a little like a couple hundred bucks under where it started for the day <sighs> so i think people just fucking playing games man yeah money games are not my thing and then <laughs> buying and dumping buying and dumping like, so i don't know about that what if they bought high and sold which, low that would be so stupid i doubt it i doubt that's what happened it's usually not what insider trading is all about but uh but if you're not an insider and you're if, trying to play games, like, if you're like me, who just is like sleeping and looking at the fucking price like monthly, <laughs> out of sheer, I don't know, out of sheer, I don't know, yeah, exactly, yeah, just hearing enough people mention it enough times, so I'm like, all right, I'll look at the stupid fucking number. If you zoom out on these, they're all just little blips. Yep. You know? Yeah, of course. Like, over time, this type of shit is insignificant. Well. But, oh, you mind a bunch of fucking dollar bills out of it. Okay. Yeah, that's the game they play. It's not what it's for. It's not what it's for. It's going to fucking get burned. A hundred million Satoshis equals one Bitcoin. And it's always going to be that way. Very based. And that's all I know, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can post this Perkshire. That I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. I think it's a good idea to share it live in the chat. Have as part of the show notes. Definitely. Directly mentioning it. Uh, fiat fun. Suckers. Um, yeah, some some fuckery going on for sure. And then, you know, if if tomorrow rolls out and they're like, hey, we proved it, like all the rumors are saying. 69,000. Then what's the point? The point is for some people to just make. Crazy dollars on a lever trade or some bullshit. Stuff I really don't have time for. Yeah. I really just don't. My time preference is so fucking long, dude. Um, Speaking of long, we had a couple other stories Ooh. that came along. I'm not trying to imply that they are long. Uh. Uh, Uncle Rockstar. Uncle Rockstar developer. He goes by Rockstar Dev with a zero in the awe of rock. Okay. On the tweeters. He put out this interesting little uh, video that I want to dive into more probably in the coming weeks. Uh, this came out like three days ago, but he posted a video tutorial walking through a step-by-step -step process to allow you to install BTC pay server, get yourself a BTC pay server spun up, and then... BTC Pay Server supports both CoinJoin and PayJoin. Ooh. And so you can combine this stack of technologies in order to basically set up a strategy for yourself to withdraw from any of your online exchanges, be it Coinbase or Dingwop or whatever the fuck you're using. Uh strike swan all the usual suspects right wherever you buy your corn i think cash app does it now paypal does it now like everybody's doing that everybody will sell you some bitcoin if you put money in uh if you want to enhance your privacy you can withdraw from any of those exchanges to your btc pay server 
And then your coins can be auto forwarded to a cold storage solution in the end of this setup. But what it does is it first uh, basically auto initiates a coin join once certain conditions are met. So you can say, okay, I want to wait until the wallet builds up to this amount. And then I want to wait for fees to kind of come down to at least this, like this is my maximum I'm willing to pay for an on-chain fee. And then when those conditions are met, it'll just automatically do a little uh, coin join action, anonymize the, uh, you know, clear the, the UTXO's history out, and then come out of the coin join into your cold storage where it just sits there, um, having been washed of its little KYC dance. Nice. And uh, Uncle Rockstar says that this only takes about 20 minutes to set up. Sweet. So I'm definitely excited about that. I've used BTC Pacer a few times in the past, and I've always been happy with the results. So this is a great, uh, great development. And he's doing what I've threatened to do, which is he's made a video, which I think helps people a lot, you know? Yeah, the visual. Like, hey, I'm going to just follow what you're doing, and mm-hmm. then it works for me. So I will have a link to that uh, knitterized thread. Nice. In the in the chat. I'll put it in the chat right now. Perfect. How about that? Yeah, that way people can go check it out. Meow. Yeah, you're gonna wanna you don't wanna check that out because it's a great strategy. Yeah. I, I also saw a lot of year in review type stories coming out. Of course. Uh on the third OpenSats posted their uh year in review. So OpenSats is the foundation that funds a lot of Bitcoin and other free and open source projects in the development space around Bitcoin. Uh, they said that they received over 900 donations this year and 87% of those were made in sats directly. Nice. That's 280% more than the previous year. So donations are up 280% to open sats. It's pretty cool. 87% uh, were in Bitcoin and 74% of the uh, total donations were lightning directly. Oh yeah. So avoiding those on-chain fees and the on-chain waiting time. It's not just for podcasters. That's right. (laughs) There were 90 total grants given out, 51 Bitcoin grants, 39 Noster grants. So they are also funding some Noster development, even though it's not directly a Bitcoin project. It is very much Bitcoin adjacent in that uh, pretty much all the developers are coiny boys themselves. And it kind of follows the same concept of just being based upon a public-private key pair at the heart of everything. At the root of it all. Uh, so yeah. 21 Noster clients received grants. And I didn't see No Strudel on there. So you gotta give oh, uh, some money to No Strudel, man. Definitely. Come on. We'll yell louder about it. Our boys need uh, our boy needs some, some grants. Definitely. That's what's cool, though, I want to say about the value for value podcasting 2.0 side of development is you don't have to rely on these big grants and this... Uh, feast or famine type development situation because you uh, have an ecosystem where you can put your own funding in. You either ask for it directly in value for value contributions per boost, like Stephen B does with CurioCaster and all his projects or uh, like they do over at Podverse that Mitch does. Mm-hmm. Or you can just put in a flat fee per boost like Fountain does. You know, I think they, I think there's 1% that goes to Fountain every time you boost. Or you can get a membership there, like some kind of fountain premium. Right. I forgot about that feature. Which both of those things directly fund the project. So 
the funding is kind of baked in in value for value, which is kind of cool. And I think if, uh, if uh, Noster solves their split problem, which on a long enough timeline, they will. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people just throw their hands up in the air and go, well, you know, I'll, I'll do it <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, that's true today, but it won't be true forever. They'll figure splits out. I promise. They have no choice. They'll figure splits out. So anyway, another uh, year in review, I saw a little thread from Mononautical who was saying that uh, in the year 2023, Bitcoin added 53,999 blocks. Just wow. one sh- one block shy of 54,000 exactly. I don't know what uh, the math on the the expected block size would be. If I was a more prepared bowler, I would have done this math beforehand. Let's see uh, if we can get uh, how many minutes in a year from Google. And then we're going to take that number. It's 525,600. I should have known that. Oh, I'm yeah. Not it's a, a fucking song. I'm not a musical fag, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I a musical am a- fag enough to see the number and know the reference, but not enough to think of it. <laughs> beforehand yeah. wait there's a convenient Same. song and dance number that can tell me how many minutes are in a year isn't there yeah but if you listen to it you have to get aids <laughs> uh so let's take that divided by 10 we cut a zero off that means fifty-two thousand five hundred and sixty would be if there was exactly one block every 10 minutes and we actually had fifty-three thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Wow. so we're having uh about a thousand more Difficulty adjustment to 1400 more required more blocks than uh, expected. So yeah, that just means hash rates going up. More miners are coming on to the uh, network and more work is being done to secure the network. Yeah. So those blocks, by the way, confirmed uh, 153.4 million transactions. Wow. And miners have earned uh, 23,431 and a half Bitcoin in fees. That's a lot of corn. Also, uh, with the rise of ordinals and inscriptions this year, an increasing share of that block space was consumed by NFTs, fungible tokens, and related retardation. I mean, trading activity. Mm. So we have normal transactions making up about 70% of the block space in 2023. Uh, NFTs taking up about 6.7%. And then tokens Mm. taking up another almost 20%. So that's kind of shitting up my life, honestly. I don't like it. But what can you do about it? Oh, your valid transaction. There's nothing wrong with leaving your shopping cart in the middle of the parking lot. There's nothing wrong with that. It's valid. It's not It's not illegal. Freedom. Like, okay. Okay. It is legal to be a dickhead. <laughs> but it's also legal for me to call you dickhead when you're being a dickhead. Stop putting the monkey fucking JPEGs on my goddamn blockchain, you fuck. Ugh. But miners are making more money. That's what everybody's like. Well, isn't it good miners are making more money? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't really give a fuck because I'm not mining at that scale. At that scale, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not mining to where it's like worth that. But I am trying to open and close channels in the Lightning Network. You guys are just making a little bit more of a, of a sad time. Is that on purpose? Is that on purpose? I will come smack you if that's on purpose. I will. Swear to God. Uh, Let's wrap this thing up. Next Bitcoin, uh, KC Bitcoin meetup is Thursday evening. There is a Beers with Bitcoiners meetup at Chicken and Pickle. 
Oh. 6 p.m. Uh, to my great relief, because I scored the discounted chicken and pickle gift cards from Costco. Yeah, you did. So I got to use those. They asked in the T-Gram chat, they're like, so is everybody like uh, the bar and mission or chicken and pickle more? And I was like, well, we better be doing some fucking chicken and pickle meetups because I just bought these goddamn gift cards for chicken and pickle. I don't go there otherwise. I only go there for the Bitcoin meetups. Uh, face to the screen is going to pickle my chicken. <laughs> uh, you you want the ground floor of an exciting opportunity. We, uh, we at the board of Pickle Coin have, a, have an interesting opportunity for you. Uh, email me more details for the airdrop. 2024 pickle coin to the moon. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> uh, I promise that's a troll. Uh, I, I know. Pip- pickle coins trading at 33 million. We're only just getting started. Wow. Yeah. Good start. Uh, which reminds me. Top three. 33. All right. Yeah, the magic number is all around and it catches my eyes when it's in a headline and then I jot it down to share with you bowlers. Great moves. It's interesting where it shows up and it was all over the place this week. For example, Japan's stocks soar on earnings hopes reaching new 33-year high. Yes. Uh, Investors are anticipating a positive turn for the economy in Japan. And uh, hoping for improved corporate earnings. We'll see. The benchmark Nikkei stock average rose 1.2% to close at 33,763. Double magic number. Double prizes. Which, of course, is the highest level since March of 1990, giving us that 33-year high they mentioned in the headline. Mm, I'm feeling a 33-year high, if you know what I'm saying. I do. I'm three years shy of that 33-year high. <laughs> it's coming. Don't worry. You don't want to chase it. Always Just let it coming. come to you. I know. Just uh, let it come to you. I will. That's what I always do. The There's a new tax-exempt investment vehicle that rolled out in Japan, the Nippon Individual Savings Account, which is expected to bring more retail investment money into the stock market. So, yeah, some fiat fun going on over there. Then I saw that Taiwan's Eva Air finalized their $10.1 billion order for 33 Airbus planes, according to Reuters. We discussed this on Bull After Bull episode 281, a couple bulls back. Someone had not finished was the name of that episode. Mm. They announced this last year in November, uh, and they did purchase 18 long-range A350-1000s, which cost a whopping $436 million each, and 15 single-aisle A321neos, which cost $150 million each. Good get, guys. Lordy. A $10 billion order. It's hard to wrap your brain around. We need a missile. Yeah. Ukraine, speaking of missiles, says it failed to shoot down 33 Russian missiles in the latest deadly attack according to ABC News. And, of course, the tagline on this is, the latest attack comes when U.S. military aid for Ukraine is running out. Oh, no. Running out. They shot down 18 out of 51 missiles, which is a 35% hit accuracy. So close. Yeah, someone 
needs to go hit the Galaga table. They're not get touching. More practicing. They're not touching my missile command score. <laughs> Better not tell you that. That's pathetic. Now we have a little double dip here too, because at least four people were killed, but thirty-three were injured. Hmm. This was allegedly an unprotected area, and they are asking for sixty billion more dollars, which hasn't been signed away quite yet. We are coming up on the two-year mark of this Russia-Ukraine nonsense next month. Two fucking years. Wow. Throwing a bunch of money over there for a war that I have just seen on um, the screens. It feels like just yesterday we were all changing our profile pictures again. Never. (laughs) But it has been three years since the January 6th attack, as they call it in this headline, and at least 33 from North Carolina were charged in the assault on the Capitol. One of those 33 people is still pending charges, but what I hate about this article the most is that, you know, there's a whole intro about how egregious what, you know, people walking through velvet ropes was on that day. You can't start the January 6th stories without some good American (laughs) hand-wringing. Exactly. Um, And the first person listed here has charges that remain pending. Mm. So much for speedy justice. Yeah. We're not seeing it these days. (laughs) Maybe now that's election season, they'll start uh, making showboats out of these people. Yep. Yeah, they sure will. It was, it made me sad reading through here because there were families where it's like, oh, a husband and wife and their, you know, child (laughs) were charged. And the child's like college age, of course. And it's like a family thing. And it doesn't feel very American. Yeah. What, uh, I don't know. I wasn't there. No, there's only, you've got to be in one of the approved causes to riot. We know this. It's, it's a little, you know, you can't, you can't be on the wrong side of history. Yeah, there's only two sides. The you there's... must be on the right side of history, trademark copyright 2024. Yeah. Then, and only then, can you set off bombs in the Capitol and shit like that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, anyway, it's our building, the people's building. We pay for all that shit and all the people in there. Yeah, that's kind of Send our f- money away. This is why it's irritating That's my me, favorite though. part, actually, is people kept on invoking, like the news heads kept on revoking the people's house. Three years since they stormed the people's house. Yeah, like, the people. The, the people breaking into the people's house? How in the fuck? What nerve? What nerve? God, mm. I'm so glad I had to, so much fucking work going on during then. Me too. Me too. And just... Because it's also just like retard circus bullshit, you of know? Of course. Either way, like, nobody should have been yoinked into that absolute bait. But, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the madness, you know? Definitely. I'm just a human running around in a flesh suit. Yeah, group think. You know, group mentality comes into play, too. And what went down in 2020 changed the course of history. So here we are now. Here we are. And those people were out there voicing their opinion on what went down. Mm, Can't do that. You're supposed to be able to do that. You're you're free to do that as long as you are uh, backed by the lamestream media and who pays their bills. Yeah. (laughs) Pays for their actors. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, 
they always talk about it being attack, which insinuates violence. And as far as I know, one person was shot and killed and it was a civilian. And her name was Ashley Babbitt. But what do I know? Right. I think like, there were several cops so so uh, absolutely traumatized by it that they suicided. Mm. Mm. Well, you know, suicide is an absolutely uh, respectable way to to go on to the next realm of life and to close the final chapter. I suppose it's an option. It's an option, and I respect your right to suicide. But CNN doesn't really respect people's right to drink soda because they had this story that came out this week. Taxes on sugary drinks cut consumer sales by 33%, study says. And then they make this ridiculous correlation here, suggesting with no factual basis, no numbers, no data, nothing, they think that a 33% reduction in the purchasing of sugary drinks in five cities in America, two of which are in California, means 33% less obesity and healthcare costs in general. Mm. Now, you just can't make a definitive statement like that. People get fat in other ways. It's a hell of an extrapolation. Yes. Uh, I think that just keto is really trendy. Yeah? I think you can probably tie most of it to keto just being really trendy. You know, these cities that they did the study in are very trendy places, too. Boulder, Colorado, Oakland, Uh, California, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Seattle, Washington, and San Francisco, California. Yeah. Well, less refined sugars are good. Yeah. That's now, your this, silver lining, I also, suppose. Also, this doesn't include drinks that were sold in restaurants or artificially sweetened sodas. Right. Yeah. There's a lot more zero sugar options. Yeah. We're just that... looking at, we're just tacking sugar. Yeah. No, well, that's what you do. Cane sugar. Mm-hmm. Go take your aspartame all you want. Yeah. As much aspartame as you can ingest. We'll definitely send you back to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> But who needs obesity, man? I'd rather have pancreatitis. They had a a statement from the vice president of media and public affairs for the American Beverage Association in the article who mentioned that 60 percent of all their beverages that they sell are sugar free. So the majority are and you know, that's just because they sell a load of bottled water. I mean, hello. Oh, that's a good point. I was just thinking of all the zero sugars and diet. Yeah, but crap. by large, water, yeah. by large, the number one beverage they sell is bottled water. I mean, let's be real. Mm. Yep. No sugar in that. I'm just having some tank girl flashbacks. At least not yet. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> water, man. Water, water everywhere. Not a drop to drink. What, you mean like from the toilet? <laughs> oh, then oh, up in Canada to the north. There was the death of a person who waited 33 hours in Grace Hospital, and that was deemed a critical incident. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. If you uh, spent 33 hours in the hallway of a hospital, it's not what hospitals are for, man. They're for taking you in and taking care of you. But this is what you get with universal health coverage through a system called Medicare, hilariously. You got to wait your turn to die, comrade. Yeah. We have Medicare down here in the States. It's just... For seniors. Yeah. People on their way out to get. And then Medicaid is the... That's who we Medicare for the most. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not much care going on there. But I will say, our healthcare system is, you know, it, it's a scam, it's shitty, it's a joke, but anytime 
I found myself in the emergency department or visiting people in the hospital, they were taken straight to a bed pretty much. Yeah. As a child, I remember a couple waiting periods and they were no longer than an hour. I was never set in a hallway and forgotten about. Yeah. So let's just, uh, if we just strive for a free market, this would all get a lot better for everyone. And my final 33 story tonight is uh, once again about universal health care because uh, the NHS app over the pond hit 33 million registrations in the headline reads twice as many as Netflix. <laughs> nice. Yeah, sign you up for this. Sign you up for that. Yeah. Because like a whole country doesn't force everyone to sign up for Netflix. Mm. It's just gross. Plus there's like 69,000 streaming services now and Netflix is not the like coolest top one anymore. Definitely right? not. I don't, uh, maybe they are the top uh, dog. I don't know. I don't crunch these yeah. numbers or anything, but yeah, I think they've been overtaken by a few in terms of what I see advertised. Yeah. It's all homogenizing. Eventually uh, there will just be one to rule them all. One PP stream. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, let's go behind the curtain. Oh, I thought you'd never ask. Uh, I don't know. Just, just apps. They're stupid. I don't want to download apps. I don't, I'm not interested in that. And especially when it comes to healthcare crap, pencil and paper, baby. <laughs> I don't have any portals. I don't, you know, it's like, ugh. I'll talk to you face to face. I'll pay you there. Anyway, um, a character returned in the legalization movement industry. What's going on? Freedom or uh, regulation times <laughs> that we're living through right now. Okay. Sorry. I'm trying to write all that down. Yeah, it didn't make much sense coming out. But what I'm talking about is Howard Sklamberg. You remember that name? We talked about him on, on episode 265 entitled Dude, It Was Really Good. He is a former FDA agent who is now an attorney who focuses on FDA compliance and policy. Good career shift. Um, and he came out the day before... Uh, the health services announced that they were considering changing cannabis from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3, and he predicted it. Mm. He said, oh, you know, if they're going to reschedule, yeah, if if cannabis is going to move, it's going to reschedule, not deschedule, and it's going to go from 1 to 3. And the next freaking day, yeah. it he, was announced by he, the feds. He must have been on the Zoom call. Absolutely. Well, he was on NPR this week. Who I'm sure is also always on the Zoom call. The good old nipper. And uh, he's prepping everyone for that rescheduling to happen. I've grabbed a few clips from him. Oh, fabulous. Because how would that change anything, right? Going from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3? Well, he says there's a few ways. What changing from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3 says is the federal government saying, wait a minute, the, the public health risks... Uh, regarding cannabis are less than we had thought, you know, for, for decades. Um, and that does have an important symbolic effect um, and I think will be used Yay, by symbolism. advocates for further steps in the future. The state laws steps will remain in, right in effect and people have to obey the state laws. The ability to do research, um, clinical research, is not really affected by the change in schedule. Um, okay. And the, the federal government has 
very much encouraged research into clinical trials and to other uses of marijuana, you know, for years. And I think that's going to continue. So what he's saying is that only symbolically, it technically qualifies as a... Uh, it's a step in the right direction. That's right. After symbolically. After all, it's a Symbolic. step in the right direction. It's a Symbolic. step in the right direction after all. Absolutely symbolized. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, dude hey, turns her... At least, at least, the one silver lining is we can get some more of them fucking studies. Man, f- them oh, studies. Oh, man, yeah. Well, we don't have any, you know, like it's never been studied. No one's tried it, really, and told us about it. Uh, all we know for sure is that, like, you can die, kill your whole family with an axe, or uh, become gay mm. from ingesting one marijuana's. That's right. The reefer madness will get you. Mm-hmm. Well, NPR dude turns around and asks a question. Okay. Now, cannabis business owners are, are concerned that big pharmaceutical companies might jump in and take over this market. Are we going to start to see maybe gummies and other edibles at our local pharmacies, possibly? Oh, my God. I really, uh, really do not see that as a risk at all. Uh, he first had a little all, laugh in there. Uh huh. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? He had a little uh, chuckle. What's, so, What's oh, funny about goodness. that? Yeah. Besides is... him saying big pharmaceutical instead of big pharma. Yeah, he's <laughs> sucking a little uh, kiss in the scrot. He accidentally said big and was like, oh, pharmaceutical. I mean, I mean, the good and uh, sane and lovely <laughs> people in the uh, pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. Well, I'll let the man keep speaking. Go on, Sklamberg. Uh, first of all, the by changing the scheduling for to, from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3, the overall environment and legal framework for doing research remains the same. Uh, And the fact is, for a pharmaceutical company to get an approved drug for cannabis, they have to invest a lot of money into clinical trials, and they have to get an approval for a specific use. So in other words, when you get a drug approved, it's not just, here are gummy bears, use them for what you would like. Our drug approval system is based on evidence related to specific uses of a drug. And the, the economics did not support that beforehand, and I don't think we'll support that going forward. Now, what confused me here is he talked about how there would be more studies <laughs> before <laughs> right. this. Yeah. So he's basically saying that symbolically it will change things and make it better, but like that symbolically it's not going to actually change anything. So don't worry about change coming because there won't be any, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the full left to right mouth speak? That I just heard. Uh, that's kind of where I'm standing and understanding or like, trying to understand. Look, this is a really good thing because now, like, everyone won't be able to bitch about how it's still a schedule one and it's higher schedule than, right. like, uh, because fucking it, cocaine. But, but uh, you know, we're not going to, like, actually change anything. Don't worry. Just calm down. It's not going to, nothing will change. Doesn't mean anything. Schedule one. Drugs have no medical value. Moving it down to Schedule 3 and very high risk for abuse yeah. is the other part of that. Moving it down to Schedule 3 suggests that yeah, there's some risk of abuse and medical value, maybe. <laughs> but it's you know still on the Controlled Substances Act, so it's not free. What did he, the, the very first thing he said was like, Schedule 1 to Schedule 3 is saying, hey, wait a minute. Like, did he start with like, hey, wait a minute. What we've thought about weed for decades is wrong. Let me go back. changing from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3 says is the federal government saying, wait a minute, the the public health risks 
uh, regarding cannabis are less than we had thought. So wait a minute. Th- schedule change is the government saying, hey, wait a minute. Can I, <laughs> yes. can I just wait like 20 <laughs> seconds? I have a bunch of shit I have to get done. Uh, we've been waiting damn near 100 years. I'll wait 20 seconds. I do not lead. have a whole minute for this shit. Sorry. Yeah. It's very frustrating. I've got one more clip from this guy. Okay. What do you think, Howard, it would take for cannabis to be completely decriminalized? And actually, maybe the first question should be, should it be? Well, I think uh, it's certainly headed in that direction. And I think that most advocates, and I would agree with them, think you need comprehensive federal legislation on this. No. I mean, if you take a step back and you were, (laughs) you were, you know, from a foreign country, and you would say, wait a minute, we have a patchwork of laws. It's illegal federally, but it's not really enforced. There are state laws here and there. Uh, there's a need for a comprehensive, uniform federal legislation that addresses uh, what is legal and what regulations apply and what safety rules apply. Ugh. Yeah, that's all we need is federal regulations on top of state regulations. Yeah. Dumb fuck. And he like, says, like, oh, the, nothing is changing. The state laws apply. Except for, you know, right now it's federally illegal and kind of legal in some states, but not federally. Just repeal prohibition. Yes, we need it descheduled. God damn it. Just, just take it off the controlled just substances take, act. Do what we did when prohibition of alcohol didn't work. That was a whole ass amendment that went down, both to ban it and to unban it fucking retards basically graffitiing the constitution for a decade is what the fuck alcohol prohibition was just admit you lost it's over it was dumb to begin with it was wrong and unconstitutional the entire time and just say look we fucked up repeal prohibition it's gone it's done it's done it's over federal government has more important shit to do you would hope but I don't know. They probably don't. No. God damn it. Fuckers. Uh, another character reappeared this week. Oh? Terrence L. Booze. Like, boo, a ghost. Oh. You remember this guy? Uh, you were like, booze like getting hammered. I remember old booze, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. It's boo like a spook because he <laughs> works at the DEA in the drug and chemical evaluation section of the Diversion Control Division. And... He sent a letter to someone who was asking questions confirming that psychedelic mushroom spores are federally legal prior to producing psilocybin or psilocin through germination. So I just wanted to throw it out there, and I have his letter linked in the show notes, so you all know. (laughs) If you're carrying spores with you, totally federally legal, 50 state legal. Spores and seeds is cool, (laughs) man. Spores spores and seeds is cool. That's what I was about to say, too. Weed seeds federally legal because they contain less than 0.3% THC by weight. So they're a definition hemp product. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, 2018 Farm Bill. Stupid motherfuckers, dude. And all of the gray areas that have arisen (sighs) since then. Laws are such a joke. It just doesn't have to be this complicated. Just just do less. Do a hell of a fucking lot less. Right. We need to do like Instead of adding laws, remove laws. We need to do 10 to 15 years of just chopping all of this dumb shit back down to the constitutional stuff, you know? Yeah. Then if we want shit put back, maybe, maybe, but probably not, man. Just fucking leave me alone. Exactly. Well, speaking of being left alone, this was kind of a leave you alone 
story I found. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration left weed out of the scope of a proposed rule on impaired driving technology for vehicles. That's nice because there's no way to figure out if a person is impaired on weed or not. Right. And so Mm -hmm. they actually acknowledge that. And here's their wordage on there. Current knowledge about the effects of cannabis on driving is insufficient to allow specification of a simple measure of driving impairment outside of controlled conditions. Yeah. Okay. You can't figure it out. (laughs) You got THC in your system, but we don't know if it's from today or 20 days ago. (laughs) Yeah, like... The stoners out there who are actually driving while too stoned, the symptom is that they're driving way too carefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, would you please knock that off? You're driving way too carefully. Oh, I have to get a better view of the road. I got to turn my music down. Help me see better. Yeah. You ever then get the, down? Then the preventionist groups run out and they go, no, this is what it's like. And they put those dumbass uh, Drunk goggles on? Yeah, the workshop yeah. goggles on you where you can't see shit. <laughs> you're like, this is what driving like weed, on, <laughs> weed is like. And that's when you're like, dude, uh, you must have had some PCP and not weed. <laughs> no, it's like, this is what driving with a fucked up pair of goggles on is like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stupid asses. Uh, it is stupid. Yeah. Many such cases. Yeah. You know what else is stupid? Taxes. Fuck. And there's a lawsuit in California from one weed company that's suing the state over a massive overcollection of taxes. Now, this lawsuit was filed December 28th in the Orange County Superior Court, but the story starts a while before that because this company, Catalyst, was given an audit. Mm. And... Uh, the audit found that they underpaid their excise taxes to the state because they weren't applying the 15% cannabis excise tax to all the goods that they sell. We're talking, you know, vape pens, batteries, rolling papers. Mm. And so they said, no, that excise tax is just for weed. You know? Edibles, flour, concentrates, right. weed. Right. Not the fucking accessories that we sell here yeah, that you can get t-shirts. at a gas station. Yeah, not the merch. And so this uh they you know, they appealed their audit yeah. results. And last month, December, so the last month of the year, the California Department of Tax and Feed Administration working together with the Office of Administrative Law, were able to change a rule and add the term cannabis accessories under the excise tax section. (laughs) Oh, come on. And they fast-tracked and rubber-stamped it, you know, within days of this appeal to the audit. They changed the law in the middle of the shit. Yes. Oh, my God. Illegal much? These dirty motherfuckers. So, obviously, Catalyst is suing them. Yeah. Because you should not be able to change the law like that, first of all. (laughs) In my humble opinion. Uh, But also, it appears, due to them being the only one battling this audit, that they're the only retailer in the entire state of California that's paying the correct amount of taxes owed. Meaning that everyone is massively overpaying. Jesus. Yeah. So they are scheduled for court April 4th in Orange County. My take Crazy. is my take is way more radical when it comes to this fucking bullshit. 
Yeah. I think that I think that an audit is a violation of your fucking Fourth Amendment of unreasonable search and seizures. I don't think you should be able to be audited by the federal government. Fuck that. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Also, wow, I misspoke. I said tax and feed administration instead of tax and fee. Like, I could see you being compelled by a shareholder to be able to audit the company that you're a shareholder of and, like, you have stake in and whatever. Like, that's governed by your own company. But the federal government should just fuck off. Yeah. Income tax, all of it. IRS, all of it. It's all fucking unconstitutional. It would all yeah. It would all explode the heads of the fucking late 18th century people that set this shit up. Yeah, taxation is theft. It's fucking horse shit. And we've been brainwashed to like, well, you gotta have it. Gotta, you know, you gotta do it away. My roads. Then they bitch about the corruption. Like, what do you think funds the corruption? Oh my gosh. What do you think funds a war in Ukraine and Russia that I will never see or benefit from? No taxes, no audits, no IRS, none of that. (sighs) It could be so simple. (laughs) I know. It could be like prosperous and free and based but no we can't have nice things because my roads my roads yeah my roads which we have thank god for that yeah which were built by private companies <laughs> it's the, you it's know like... you call the you call the boys at the fire department and they waddle on down and put their truck in the ditch for yeah you. <laughs> thanks it's our money hours <laughs> you guys need me to call somebody else <laughs> thanks guys holy shit Holy shit, indeed. Yeah. Well, another holy shit story came out of California this week because most of the pot testing labs were shut down. Mm. Only 12 of 38 meet the new requirements that started on January 3rd thanks to some legislation that passed in 2021 and just now went into effect. Mm. And it has new requirements that Obviously, a majority of these labs aren't meeting, and the idea of putting them into place is to combat the labeling scams that have been going on. You know, everyone wants to shop, allegedly, retailers are shopping around for which lab will give them the highest THC because allegedly they can charge more for higher THC products, so it's incentivized to have a higher number on your THC percentage and just scam, scam, scam from seed to scam. But here we are. 12 of the labs Mm -hmm. were following along with the updates that came with the passage of this bill in 2021 and were ready for it. Yeah. And the rest of them were not. So they're planning to license more labs and giving an opportunity to the old ones to meet the new standards. Well, that's sweet of them. Mm. But right now they're shut the fuck down. <laughs> out damn. of business. And the retailer's are like, well, that's all right. I can take my business over here. And then when you're back in play, I won't need you anyway. Damn. <sighs> yeah, it's crazy. Good times. <laughs> Great oldies. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same story over and over. It's a scam. I Every, know. Uh, you know, it's just I frustrating. It's I don't like, want to play this game once anymore. Once you see this type of shit, you can't unsee it, you it's know? Like, I just want to take seeds and put them in the ground and grow plants. Yeah. And it, I'm, my plants aren't going to hurt anyone. The ancient ways, man. Come yeah. on. I know. It's like, I don't even need concentrates i just want flowers yeah you know like i'm such a simpleton i'm a simpleton okay (laughs) i want to eat food that grew out of the ground and enjoy it uh 
everything that God gave us. But yeah. oh well, here we are. <laughs> a uh, speaking of here we are, this one almost made my thirty-three segment, but I thought it'd be funner to throw the number, the magic number, into the curtain segment. Okay. So there was a Whitman, Massachusetts drug lab that was raided, and thirty-three pounds of fentanyl and methamphetamine was seized there, and the Whoa. property was condemned. The lab allegedly was run by a 39-year-old man out of Plymouth who I looked him up, and he does have a long record regarding heroin possession. Mm. So I thought, mm, maybe. Um, I kind of went into this expecting it to be a Chinese national or a Mexican person because that's all the other fentanyl stories I'm reading is it's the cartels or it's the Chinese. But this was a guy out of Plymouth and they had been following him for months and months. Finally got a search warrant on his house, this lab and his vehicle. And they walked in and immediately found pounds of white powder, counterfeit prescription pills, a pharmaceutical grade pill press which is interesting. Pharmaceutical grade. How do you come about those? In an auction, maybe? You know, I don't know. Mm. And related paraphernalia, to keep it vague. But they had six pounds of counterfeit Adderall pills, 27 pounds of counterfeit Xanax tablets, and they were field tested and presumed to be methamphetamine instead of Adderall or Xanax. And then in his car, they found uh, several hundred blue oxycodone pills, which they didn't say if they were tampered with or not. I guess those were just oxycodones by themselves. Uh, so I don't know. You, you know, the, the fentanyl, it's in the headline, 33 pounds of fentanyl, mm-hmm. comma, meth. And I didn't read about the fentanyl in the beef of the article. You know, it says white powder. Yeah. And then it talks about, oh, these... Pills were actually meth, presumed to be meth, because they did a field test on them. But how reliable are those? I guess not very. Uh, they can be shaky at times. It depends on some factors. Some of the lab tests, They're they can't easy even to contaminate because of you know things going down on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> not in a lab environment. You're like arresting people and derp derp in the test. You know. Yeah. So this guy was from Plymouth, but his lab was in Whitman. Mm. I don't Cotton know. Cotton Gin is uh, demanding a link. Oh, yeah, sure. Th- sure thing. You know what? The Brockton Enterprise, baby, got your back. <laughs> got you right here with this. And they didn't even name Fucking him. Get a little close to home, that kid. <laughs> they didn't name him in this article. I had to just go reading through logs and logs of shit to find his name. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I started thinking <laughs> this is all made up. I'm so skeptical. Right, I just thought, okay, this is just a scary story. It's nothing but a headline. Yeah. But then I did find the guy and was like, well, okay, and I see his record. Yeah. But it's it's definitely all blown out of proportion and scare factor right now. The yeah. opioid crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well. It continues. There, there's def- plant medicine is definitely a preferable way to manage pain. I would say. Oh, definitely. You know and good what you consume is very important watch your diet be active physically take care of yourself man because Mm -hmm. you don't want to rely on pharma and these pigs you don't want to need anything yeah 
but you. Ideally. Yeah. Well, Missouri's in a not-so-ideal situation. The chief equity officer released the 2023 activity port, which shows that nearly half of the Show Me State's social equity license applicants were from three companies. <laughs> companies! Yeah, not like Interesting. a person with a criminal record mm. or whatnot. Uh, and these companies were out of Michigan, Arizona, and oh, the third one was from Missouri at least. Woo! Oh. One staying home. We've got 33% of the representation there. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, those three companies alone were connected to 43% of all applications. Mm. And I keep a note, a postcard that we got here handy. Um, of course, the bowl is upside down now, but they sent I out postcards. I think it's postcards. in that pile to your left. Oh, cool. Well, I'm not going to read it. I've read it before. But yeah. they sent out postcards to people saying, hey, once in a lifetime opportunity, you can own a marijuana business and make millions of dollars. All you have to do is get in touch with us about how to, you know, apply to be a social equity applicant. Yeah. And then you're the straw man. They farm for straw buyers and Yeah, and, and they get a lot get of them. A lot of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, wow, millions of dollars, that easy, huh? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, you got to watch yourself. You got to be aware of what's going on. And this social equity thing has uh, led to a lot of... <laughs> Scams. I just, the whole thing is a scam, damn it. It's very scammy. <laughs> like, just having a license cap and licenses in general is so frustrating to me. But here I am. Okay. Just a crazy woman. I'm a savage. <laughs> That's how I feel. It's like, if I, if I make a good of service, can't I just trade with other people and accept what I want for it? Or, you know, just, I think we could all be happy in a free market. I think there's room for everyone at the table. Uh, but, you know, that's abundance mentality. And they make their money off of fear. Yeah. And scarcity. Yeah, bingo. Boom shakalaka. In New Jersey, Governor Murphy signed a bill expanding access to drug harm reduction centers. One of the few states that has them uh, under state legality. So I was wondering what expanding access meant. Because they already were distributing naloxone and other opioid antidotes, as they're calling them now. Okay. Got an antidote. <laughs> they already had fentanyl test strips available, and they already had clean syringes available. What more could they need? Well, the bill clarified that xylazine test strips are legal and that they may be handed out. From these centers. Xylazine, of course, is this um, animal tranquilizer coming in. The zombie fent, as they're talking in. They're showing people with sores open on their arms, lining the streets of Philly. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. And just people frozen in place. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I've know seen if I've seen some of those. I've seen actually. some horrific things, and I don't know what the cause of that is. Yeah. And then it's kind of when they talk about this being a veterinarian tool, it's like, oh, so, you know, this is coming in through Big Pharma to the streets, right? right? Yeah, like it's like ketamine or something it's, like it's, it, basically. Yeah, but it, it's not like your homeboy that you go sit on his couch and smoke a joint with gives you fucking xylazine or even <laughs> fentanyl. It's like, right. yes. this is something going on. Torturing the homeless. It's a bit um, weird. 
Yeah, it's it's very disturbing. But they've got these centers now. You can get these test strips for free. Um, bunk police also, though. Anyone has access to those if you aren't in New Jersey. <laughs> and then there was um, a vague line in here. These centers are now permitted to distribute, and I quote, any materials or equipment used to prevent death and physical harm, reduce the spread of disease, or mitigate the adverse effects associated with the personal use of controlled dangerous substances. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, as I take it, it's a free-for-all. These harm reduction centers, man, you go there, you tell them what you want, what you need, they'll get it for you. Damn. Clean drugs at the harm reduction center. <laughs> it's just a big buffet of... My my imagination runs wild, right? So it's like, of hey, course, yeah. you know, I heard there's some scary shit going on with the powders these days. But if you could just get me some clean cocaine, man, <laughs> that would be pretty fucking cool. And your nurse at the DMV is like, you've got it, honey. And she yeah. goes to the back and she's like, here you go. And you know what? Here's a plastic uh, blade for you to cut it with. I've seen these. I've seen these from uh, some of the harm reduction center pictures. They no hand way. out plastic blades, so you can't you can't suicide. You can't or you can't slit your wrist or accidentally cut <laughs> your finger with it. Is that a challenge? Is that a challenge? Yeah, I guess it is now. <laughs> but listen, I promise I can cut my skin with any of it. Yeah, we're gonna reduce harm by giving the people clean drugs. I can see it now. I kind of like this. If they played it the game this way, we're reducing harm by providing good, clean drugs. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That you know what? I don't want to pay you my tax money, and I don't live in New Jersey, so I'm not. But hey, now that's a that's a service, <laughs> you know? Okay. Maybe they'll give you a unicorn there too. Yeah, and free toothbrushes. <laughs> that's a simple ask. Okay. Uh, in New York, they are making a not-so-simple ask to get rid of all these non-licensed pot shops uh -oh. that we've been hearing about. But there's a lady, a representative, and she's got a plan. She filed a new bill, and I clipped her talking about it. Oh, boy. There are 11 legal weed shops in New York City and roughly 1,500 illegal shops. It seems like new ones pop up on the block every week. So how is your bill going to make a difference? Well, that is correct. I have just introduced the New York State Smokeout Act. And the Smokeout Smoke Act hey. will aim to shutter all 35,000 unlicensed illegal weed shops all across New York State. Wait, what? Right. That's not what, like, smoking out means, man. What are you talking about, lady? No, but did you ca catch the number disparity? 37,000? The first lady said, okay, there's 11 licensed in 1,500 illegal shops. Yeah. And then this representative, Jennifer Rajkumar, says there's 35,000 illegal pot shops. And New York! Which makes a lot more sense to me. I mean, yeah. you got those vans and stuff. They count. There's got to be a lot of them. 1,500, I thought, was a low number for New York. Yeah, no New doubt, York. no doubt. Yeah, right, I'll let her keep going about the smoke out, Bill. These smoke shops are deeply unpopular. They are Disagree. hotbeds of crime. They endanger children. And it's time to shut them down once and for all. And my act, what it does is it gives the power back to the cities and the municipalities to shut down these shops. Currently, only the state can shut down the shops. But the state simply doesn't have the manpower to get the job done. But cities do. In fact, 
Mayor Eric Adams said that upon passage of my bill, he will be able to shut down all the illegal smoke shops in New York City within 30 days. What about yeah, just sure. handing out more licenses and letting legal <laughs> weed shops fill the void that clearly exists with all these illegal shops right now? Well, you identified the problem, which is that the illegal market has overtaken the legal market. The free market. There's only 40 legal smoke shops in the whole state right now. That's such horseshit. And 35,000 illegal ones. Yeah. So this is a huge problem that needs to be addressed right now. But isn't that the state's fault? The fact that there's that few licenses at this point this far into the whole situation? I think everybody agrees that the rollout has to be faster. The licensure process must be much faster. And also the process for shutting down the illegal weed shops, which is what my focus is. So talk a little bit about the enforcement then. You kind of mentioned that Mayor Adams says that, um, you know, upon passage, he's going to shut more shops down. What's that going to look like? It's going to look like a huge relief for all of New York City. Oh, my God. She's just selling a bill. Sheriff Anthony Miranda. She's not even saying anything. a valiant job of trying to shut down these shops. It was hilarious. But the city simply is not vested with the authority to do so. So what happens is the city can find the shop, but the illegal shop just pays the fine and opens right back up. Oh, and that's just the cost of doing business. Oh, right. She, she like knows. all fucking fines and laws and bullshit. If if a if a fucking law is enforced with a fine, then that's all it is. Like that's all. the cost of doing business. Hello, yeah, doy. Yep, it's okay for the guys. In the fucking banks to do it, you know. Right, I know. <laughs> like fucking, <laughs> so the biggest banks on earth launder monies for the biggest cartels on earth. Yep, but that's cool. Just pay the fine. Cost to do in business. But nah, man, no, the fucking. But weed. she doesn't. She couldn't even say. She her, was just hyper focused on one thing. She'd been coached by a media coach to yes. just bring it only back to sell my bill, sell my bill. You know, of course. And Why is your bill good? Because it's going to be good when my bill passes. <laughs> it's going to work. But it's gonna, how? It's going to be a sweet relief <laughs> at my victory party. Can't explain how, though, how that really gets accomplished in 30 days. Because it, it shuts won't. them down. Because it will shut them oh, down. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's what the bill does. But if you refer back to the bill, it shuts down all of these. The uh, other illegal pot shops. A funny thing, too, is, of course, the way a bill works, like it could just fizzle out and die. <laughs> We may that never hear be, about this bill again. That would be the best thing. Yep. If it just fizzled out and died. Yep. I don't usually bring bills. I just thought it was silly, especially with the title of it. Yeah. No, well, it's like you're not going to be stopping this. Uh, the free market? The the underground in New York. Hello. Oh, I know. In New York of all places. Yeah, you've to got try like and... multinational undergrounds <laughs> in yeah. New York. Like, you're not... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. And a lot of fun people in between. Pass your bill or don't. Whatever. Yeah. Well, a little more fun. Sir Oma sent me a story about a study that came out from sports medicine, which found, I know this is going to be a shocker, but weed doesn't boost athletic performance. According to the study. Yeah. Are you kidding right now? They recruited 42 people in the Boulder area. Um, who were runners, and they found that they had a better runner's high after using pot, but they ran slower after using pot. 
And that's where they're getting the, well, it doesn't boost your athletic performance. However, the people said that working out is a lot more enjoyable when they were high. I've always said that it's, for me in my experience, been nice for recovery, you know? Hmm, post-workout. Anything that requires, like, an intense amount of, I don't know, concentration or care, it's tough to just go blaze out, you know? Yeah. If you need focus, hyper-focus. But then for recovery, man, yeah. Once you're, like, ass-kicked and you're back home in the chair, like, trying to recover from just getting your ass kicked at the gym or at an event or whatever. Yeah. Makes the recovery process a little more pleasant. Yeah, and p- performance enhancer, I would say probably not, no. No, I don't think it should be on a banned substances list. Yeah, that's what I, that's my point exactly. with this, yeah. is it's just like, it's just weed, right? Like, it helps. Right. Just... It's just nice. <laughs> but I thought it was pretty funny how they set up this study. 42 people. Ooh. It's almost 420. <laughs> hey, but it's a tenth of that. And they found, you know, they had done a study that found four in five weed users. I like that terminology. Weed users have taken marijuana before or just after exercise. It's like you said, the recovery angle. But... They also had these volunteers running on a treadmill uh, for 30 minutes in two separate sessions, once sober and then once after ingesting pot however they desired. Um, And while they were running, (laughs) while they were running, they were asked questions about how they were feeling and stuff. So then when they say, oh, well, their time was about 30 seconds slower on their stony day versus the sober day. It's like, I can just picture some asshole with a clipboard standing right by you while you're sweating your ass off on a treadmill saying, so how do you feel? You know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and when you're like a little stony, it's like, Hey man, too much information at once. I'm focusing on the running, man. You're ruining my flow state, man. You're Harshing interrupting my, my, yeah, you're interrupting the me there and stuff. Real official. Yeah. But you know, fuck them studies. Yeah. The, there was a quote Man, too. Them studies. Uh, where they said that THC products specifically, because they had some CBD product users and counted that as weed, I roll. Uh, but THC products specifically may make exercise feel more effortful. And it's like, wow, what an opinion there. You know, to each their own. And then to each strain its own and whatever. To each <laughs> fucking moment its own. THC products make reading that article more difficult, man. Yeah, seriously. Oh, there's a, um, I brought a clip, but I'm not going to play it. There is a medical bill that got uh, proposed in Wisconsin by a group of Republicans that would have very limited application, like terminal illness only, and you would not be able to smoke pot. It's all topicals and oils. Oh, so, uh, and the Associated Press headline was, Medical Bill Gets Lukewarm Reception from the Governor, uh, Evers, and Lawmakers. Which is like, yeah, no duh, because it's a plant and it's no big fucking deal. You know? It's not this big thing to be scared about and protect children from and blah, blah, blah. And finally, my last story for Behind the Curtain tonight comes from Canada, where advocates say that banks are still refusing their business despite them having national legalization. I thought that was interesting. (laughs) Even even the industry lobbyists group there, the uh, Cannabis Council of Canada, can't open an account with any of Canada's five major banks. Mm. Yeah, because the cartel said no. 
Exactly. Yeah, they don't like a bank working with their competition. Oh, <laughs> that's exactly right. And the banks are just the bitch of the cartel. So there you go. Boom. Bada bam. Anyways, that's all I got. Stick that in your tinfoil hat and smoke it. Not medical advice. <laughs> oh, the sight you will see if you come with me on a magical journey. Anyway, you know who's always going on a magical journey? The Rev Cyber Trucker. That's the one. You nailed it. It is the Reb Cyber Trucker. And he's got a metal moment. Yeah. In the bowl and in the morning, this here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. Any Given Day is a German metalcore band formed in 2012. Releasing their first offering, a three-track self-titled demo, in which all three songs were later re-recorded on their debut album, My Longest Way Home, released in 2014. Anna Soke, also from Germany, is a post-hardcore band who self-released their first offering in 2008. From the upcoming Any Given Day's album Limitless, this is Any Given Day and Anna Soke. H-A-T-E. The Rev, bringing us a new metal moment each and every week. Appreciate you, Rev. Yeah, we love you, Rev. You can boost during the metal moment to send the sats to the Rev. That's right. 99% go to him and 1% stays here in the bowl so that we can give you a producership credit. You can apply that anywhere. Anywhere. You're uh, a producer now. Yes. Anywhere rates apply. See terms for details. The text line hit me with a hilarious... <laughs> Supposedly local listing. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. This Dr. Sir sent in the, this listing for Dreamcatcher with actual nightmares stuck in it. <laughs> $650. <laughs> uh, 
have a it's just like a really big lady in a uh, one of them tie up cage things. All roped up. Yeah. Shibari. Yeah, suspension. That's funny. That's very funny. That's a great one. The good doctor. The good doctor. By the way, uh, if you want to follow the good sir, Reverend Cyber Trucker, he's at Rev Cyber Trucker over on nogenosocial.com. Uh, if you want to interact with us here at the bowl, of course, we have the bowl line at 816-607-3663. That's where Dr. Sir came in from. Uh, he also said my ouch might be a translation issue on my bad for the uh, cum towel earlier. Remember that? Oh. Yeah, it took you. My, oh, wow. That's a good I think that's a good catch. I think that's right. My bad. Like, oops. My ouch. Oh. I. My bad. Come on. All jizz is good. <laughs> all jizz is good jizz. is sacred. Uh, well, every voicemail <laughs> caller is sacred, that's for sure. And what we like to do is play a little game we call The First Time I Ever, where we have a topic... And you can call in and tell us a story about the first time you ever did something or other. This time we're talking about the first time I ever died. Almost. Yeah, the first time I ever almost died. You're here alive and well to tell the tale. No, I was just <laughs> I was trying to add some suspense. Ah, uh, I see. Trying to sneak some death in there. Well, she's dead. Almost. She almost died. Uh, first time you almost died, you can weigh in on this or any other thing that might be on your mind by calling... 816-607-3663. We even have a little jingle that we like to lead things into with, don't we? We do. First time I ever. First time I ever almost, emphasis on almost, died. Please do not call if you're dead. That would just bum everyone out. I think it'd be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guessing that the call will come in on my children's play phone, though. Yeah. Uh, this is the first caller up to the bat. Friendly greetings. Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. Greetings. Stay happy, healthy, and wise. You may or may not have been ding-dong ditched. Peace. Y'all. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Ding-dong ditched. Well, as long as there is no poop in the bag may, on my we, front step. We may have not been, though. But we yeah. may have been. But we may not have been. Well. Usually, ding-dong ditchers return to the scene of the crime, though, statistically. Oh, know? yeah? Oh. Yo, what are you using as a modem? A cereal box? <laughs> I want to be the very best. No one ever was. Bum, bum, bum. Uh... Yes, Frosted Flakes. Charles. <laughs> Frosted Flakes box, actually, if you must know. But not the Tony the Tiger one, like the store brand Frosted Flakes. Yeah, the generic. Yeah. <laughs> the best choice is what they have in my area. Oh. From uh, AWG, or Associated Wholesale Grocers. Charles. Is that yeah. what he said at the end? <laughs> That's what the transcription thought he said. Yeah. Charles to you, Bowler. Yeah, Charles. Um, let's see what this next Bowler's up to, huh? Hey, 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 hey. Hey. Hey there. Man, when, when Monday's a holiday, your week gets thrown off, and then you're like, oh, man. Oh, man. off the bowl. Oh, man. Oh, first time I ever kept a New Year's resolution. Bam. Every single time. Every year. 
nice. I haven't really made any. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's always all the kind of general stuff, but I just I've, I just set it on uh, left a vocal mail vocal mail for uh, the Lotus Effect also, but uh, dealing with kind of the same topic ish, but uh, some stuff nice. that we're working on, but we haven't solidified as far as the year goes, and uh, it's one of those things, man. If you don't like the saying goes, like if you don't have if you don't have a target, you don't have anything to aim at, you know. So unless mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm gonna lose thirty pounds versus I'm gonna lose weight or but I'm gonna be healthy, you gotta have some sort of qualifications, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, you gotta have something to actually aim at. So but yeah. Uh, uh I want to, I need to, but if I really wanted to, I would. Uh, yeah. Make some resolutions. But I really never really do. Um but I think I think they're good as long as you actually you know stick to it and make it like again you have a target and then yeah. you're gonna have like hey you're gonna do this and then this and you know and not just I'm gonna you know without any qualifications like if you don't even know how to shoot you gotta learn how to shoot and then you gotta yada 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 and then you get to the target kind I, of deal I can so, shoot anyway big shooter that's the train of thought that might be de- be derailed currently because <laughs> where I'm at mentally this morning nice. So. Right. deep With thought train. I love guys. Lauren Spencer. We love you. Yeah, I love you. And whether or not you're trying to pin a spring pan or you're just hearing about a spring pan, go ahead and give a hearty, hearty. Whoa. He, he broke the sound beer <laughs> He did. He sonic boomed the caca. <laughs> 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 uh, Listen, we may be a little high. I mean, late. Fantastic. Christopher Battles. He would if he wanted to, but he doesn't because he doesn't. He's good. That's what that tells me. He's good. He's good. Yeah. He's right where he wants to be. He's absolutely right. That's what we talked about. You know, you can't you can't have a resolution without resolve. Yeah. That's the key, bowlers. You remember the first time you almost died? I do. Maybe you can kick us through off. Through storytelling, right? Because I was Oh yeah, me too. Um so that's all right. Little. I was probably around a year old. Yeah. I was a baby. And my I was living with my great-grandparents because that's what happened. That was the arrangement. And so I had my own room, and I was in my crib. And my nana, my great-grandma, heard a little <laughs> choking sound from the room over because our bedrooms are next to each other. And so she came in to the room, and I was blue. Uh-oh. Just not breathing now, not Dabba making the choking, not making the choking sound anymore. Just blue and just saw like not moving and shit. So uh. she grabbed me by the feet and she started smacking me on the back. Uh-oh. And a huge, huge chunk of phlegm came out my mouth. And then I started breathing again. Gross, bro. I was choking to death <laughs> on mucus, man. <laughs> on mucus. Wow. As a little baby. That's not funny if you get killed by a snot. No, but she was so shook up about it. She started making phone calls to like my grandma and stuff, just telling her, just getting, you know, like calming down <laughs> through gossip. So, I think so that's weird. Kind of how, uh, like she now works. people would probably like make a wall of text Facebook post about it. Yeah. With a picture of the crying child or Unfortunately. something. Unfortunately. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. They'd probably take a picture of the blue baby. Like, <laughs> God, she please, al- She was basically dead, but now look, she's nice and warm and glowing again because I smacked her back. Now, but like, you know, she was rocking me. Like, she did not put me down for the rest of the night. And then I think she decided that co-sleeping was the way to go. Yeah. After that, I might have been younger than a year old. I might have been like three to six months old. Like, I would know I was a baby. Did you do the song? What was the song? I'm blue, Dabadi almost died, Dabadi. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I was so trying to tell a story that I didn't even catch what you were saying that I was before. Trying to get it in there, but you uh, were off to the races. I was. <laughs> <laughs> and now you've done it for me so thank you <laughs> for that wonderful performance oh my good god uh, but this is a that knowing that story in my past is w- what made me a huge proponent for co-sleeping mm. honestly nice you know they have bassinets you can pull right up to your bed too if you're like really scared you're gonna roll over on your baby which I don't know how that happens but whatever if you take sleeping pills I guess Um, but just keep the babies near man well, that time you died, I'm glad it was almost. Me too, man. I'm happy to be here. Uh, this next caller is certainly happy to be here. I think. Sounds like it. I think I hear him. Oh, yeah, there oh, he yeah. is. In the bowl. In the bowl. bowl. What's up, Spencer? Pfeiffer, what are you doing? Um, Smoking some weed, huh? We're talking about the question tonight. It's the first time I ever, first time I ever uh, almost died. Yes. And uh, You got it. I had a hard time thinking of this one because... I've never been like on death's door at any point in time. Uh, yeah, it's usually just a drive like to drive by the house. I real almost quick died thing. a whole lot of times because I, like, when I was a teenager, I was reckless as fuck. I thought I was invincible. <laughs> yeah, I did all kinds of stupid shit. Yeah, and I could have died at any moment. That sounds very and, Missouri. Uh, you know, just like driving ninety miles an hour down a shitty back, a shitty back county road. Yep. Uh, you know, hanging out of the the moon roof of the Buick kind of thing, um, flying corners, <laughs> just stupid shit. shit. But then I remembered what my mom told me is when I was uh, a kid, mm-hmm. I got that DPT vaccine, and this was in you know mm. the early '80s, so I got the bad one. Oh shit! And apparently, I almost died then, oh. but I didn't die. I just got autism in the bowl. Ah. Yeah, in the bowl. You're artistic. Yeah, many such cases. <laughs> Wouldn't want it any other way, Pfeiffer. Yeah. In the bowl, my man. Yeah. Happy to have <laughs> you here in the bowl, man. Uh, what a guy. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I've been a reckless teenager. On back roads, for sure. Having fun. Having too much fun. Yeah. Yep. Not thinking, just going with it. <laughs> this next caller would never just go with it. He thinks it through every time. What if it is peer pressure? I mean, come on. You're always like, oh, you got to live in vocal mail. You got to live in vocal mail. Come on. Come on. I mean, it is peer pressure. Well, it's just your turn. Am I supposed to not leave a vocal mail? They're easy to confuse. listen to the show and not hear my voice? Yeah. uh, It's just your turn. That's uh, all. There's a difference. Uh, Almost. The first thing that came to mind. For some of you, almost died. Something with a semi-truck, actually. Um... I don't remember the exact details, but I remember we were crossing the road, I believe it was my brother and my mom and myself, and we are crossing, crossing the road, and I think my dad was getting gas or something. It was like on vacation or something like that. And uh, I remember like a semi went like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, good thing we looked both ways or whatever kind of deal, something like that. And 
but yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like just remembering all the 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 surroundings of it. Like we've got a McDonald's toy, and we got a duplicate of it, and I even remember the toy it was. It was I can't remember if I was returning this one or if this is the one I got, but it was like a, you push a little, uh, it's like an accordion plastic thing that you push that down and push air through this. You just push air into this little, like, quote, hover car, which is just pushing air and make this thing slide yeah. across. And I probably still have it because I still have a lot of, uh, my old, uh, restaurant toys, as we call them. Um, at least got the ones that were, like, nostalgic slash they're tied to, like, now I just realized they're just tied to IPs and stuff like that where that were memorable. So I was nostalgic, but anyway, yeah. So crossing the street and, uh, I mean, technically we were probably jaywalking. Uh-oh. We were doing it safely with the mother and, uh, yeah. Allegedly. That'd be the first time. And then speaking of, where's with these parents that like, which I realize I'm probably kind of doing in this situation, but they take like they're little, little kids who have like no sense of like, speed of cars or anything like that. And like, I get it, especially like residential area. Sometimes like you're trying to cross the street and it's like way far, far down to the intersection. But it's like, dude, what are you teaching this little kid that like just to cross in the middle of the road, especially with like roads that are busy, you know, this isn't like, what I mean, residential, not just like across your street, but like, you know, like residential area, but then there's like a main road right there kind of deal. And yeah. You know, they're going to the quickie mart or whatever, and it's like, dude, like, the speed limit's 40, 45, 50, you know, kind of thing, like, down this road, and, like, little kid, and, like, what what are they going to do when you're not looking, you know, sort of deal, like, yeah, just kind of like, man. They're like, crazy out there. Use the intersection. Anywho. All right, well. Oh. 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 Got a chop, chop. Could cut off. But, man, I think those people, they just don't care about their legs. Yeah, the people that don't value their legs. Yeah. We've discussed this many a time. While driving. <laughs> as I have to, like, slam on my brakes for them. Yep. Yeah. People who need to put more stock into their legs and the legs of the future generations, too, that they're trying to propagate. Mm-hmm. Uh, let him finish. Man, time flies in the bowl. Yes, anyway, it does. Uh, yes, it yeah, does. Yeah, to use intersection kind of deal. So, uh, you know, keep, keep the kids safe, man. Yeah. That's right. Think of the children. Anyway, teach, teach them, you know, teach them the right things. Yes. Um. Anyway, yeah. All right. Love you guys. That dangerous. And, you know, whether or not you're only leaving one vocal mail or you're got to go into two or you're just listening to vocal mails, go ahead and give a hearty kick. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> He's caught his microphone out. The diaphragm is just absolutely beaten into submission. He clicked there. He did. He could cut the fuck out. Cram. He hit the limiter and destroyed it. It's over 9,000. He went plus ultra. Yes. Uh, but either way. That guy's fucking right. Yeah. Yep. Definitely right. What about you? When was the first time you ever almost died, well, Sir Spencer? It happened early enough, just like you, that I got to rely on stories of it, you know? Yeah. I was there, but I don't remember. <laughs> Luckily, right? It was on my birthday. Uh-oh. Like, I came into this world almost dying. Oh, man. Yeah. Welcome to the world. It was like the first thing I did was almost die. Ah. My first act. Uh-huh. I had the, uh, sometimes the baby gets like an umbilical cord wrapped around the neck like a noose, you know? Yeah, I've heard. Tail. And so I had that, but I had like six wraps. Jeebus. So like with every contraction, it's just like, 
pulling, choking you out. Pulling that cord around the neck really tight. Yeah. Oh my god, six? Six, uh, six looperoonies. Which I don't think, I think a noose has 13, right? So they had a way to go to get me. But I supposedly was the first baby delivered alive there with the sixth wrap. Wow. Six, the six wrapper. Breaking records. For six, for six rapid lived or whatever. I don't know what the fuck they call it. Uh, Isn't that weird? You just rely on the stories. Just like, wow, that sounds awful. I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, I'm all right, though. Didn't they like corkscrew <laughs> you out of there, too? Well. Oh, no, that was a, to take your temperature or something. That was right before the rest of the shit. <sighs> Maybe that's what jangled up all the loops. Who knows? Yeah. But they, uh, supposedly they had this long thermometer, right? Uh-huh. That has a little corkscrew thin tip <laughs> I hate on this. it. So you go up the vag and into the back of the baby's head, right? And then you just kind of screw in this little tiny wire that probes and gets a temperature reading or something. Right. And it obviously I, does not cause any brain damage at all. Frankly, <laughs> I haven't read all the Wikipedias on any of this, even though, <laughs> you know, I'm usually that guy looking it up. But. You know, I'm just taking this from stories that I've right. been told. This is all I know. This is my only reference. So the design of this thing, this thermometer <laughs> up the badge corkscrew thing, is you're supposed to screw <laughs> it in gently, right? Uh-huh. Get your reading and then back it back out the way it came in. Just right. like. got to unscrew it. Lefty Lucy, right? Yeah. But I guess on mine, they just <laughs> pulled it out like a ah. wine bottle. So <laughs> I don't know. I think it was a blessing in disguise because my dad always said that I always knew which baby was mine because he's the one with the big fucking strawberry scab on his top of his head. <laughs> so at well, least yeah, I know could... I wasn't switched at birth somehow weird, you know? Yeah. that There's something to be said about that for so sure. Like, I don't know. Silver lining there. Plus, I don't remember a thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Same the, when they fucking cut my dick. The atrocities of being born in the medical system. It was probably days later. Mm. Incredible. Well, that's why they do it then, so you don't remember. Oh, it. yeah. You might need it further down the road. No, and... What could it be good for? <laughs> Just another thing to clean. <sighs> you should cut your earlobes off, too, and other shit. Oh, no, yeah, no, cut, no. Cut anything that you need to wash in the shower. No mutilation. Just cut it off. Please don't mutilate the babies. Fucking stupid. God made you perfect. Uh, next you caller. That caller. Next caller is much smarter. Hey, face to the screen, bowlers. Hey, hey. face. Hey, I was just uh, looking at some local news today, I guess. It popped up on my my internet feed, if you want to call it that. I'll call it feed that. Feed me, see more. <laughs> no. um, but yeah, traffic stop leads to a drug bust by Sarasota County Sheriff's Office. This is just a couple miles down the road from me, literally. Hmm. Uh, reported by Sarasota's WWSB. Sarasota County Sheriff's Office received information that a residence in the 1700 block of Rita Street in Sarasota may be selling illegal narcotics. Uh-oh. Maybe. Surveillance was set up and a suspicious vehicle was seen arriving and leaving the home after a short period of time. Deputies followed the vehicle out of the area and a traffic stop was conducted near uh. Beneva Road and Fruitville Road. They don't say if he conducted any infractions while he was driving, but hey, we just followed him and pulled him over. Hmm. During the traffic stop, a canine was requested and a search took mm-hmm. place leading officers to find a Canic TFS 9mm pistol, which is not even, it's a TPSF9. They fucked up in the report. They suck. They do as suck. well as a total of 5.3 grams of fentanyl, which is a lot of fentanyl if it's really fentanyl. And mm-hmm. I don't know. One gram yeah. of oxycodone, one gram. And rock cocaine. They don't tell you how much rock cocaine, but there's rock cocaine. Whatever. That sounds great. 
<laughs> I'm going to withhold the guy's name because he may, I don't know, he's probably not really innocent in my book. Cause I don't know if he's drug shit, he can be illegal. Anyway, charged with possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, so he must have a uh, previous felon on his record. That'll felony on his record. Trafficking in fentanyl, possession of oxycodone, and possession of rock cocaine with intention to sell, but they don't tell you how much rock cocaine he had. Mm. How can you prove intent to sell? If, I mean, it could have been any amount. I don't know. It could have been like a grain of sand. Doesn't anyway, fuck these huh? pigs, man. Anyway. Yeah. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Maybe he had a plastic bag in the car. Uh, prohibition, too, is the reason why you get a, to, you got to deal with amateurs, you know? Yeah. Like, just in general. Not making <sighs> a statement about this guy one way or another. Right. Just saying in a general sense of the market, like, instead of a market that rewards best practices... You have a reward, uh, market that rewards risk tolerance and pain tolerance. Risk and pain tolerance. Not that great. Not that great of a thing to set your market to. Like the incentives are perverse, right? Mm-hmm. So you get what? You get criminals. <laughs> Sucks. Yeah. Fucking blows. Prohibition. There you have it. Well, yeah, because when they're saying they're like legalized, they're criminalizing. Right. You know, just in different ways. It's like yeah, we're shifting they, where the crime is. You change falls. the rule. But keep the prohibition, you know, yep. over here now. Now the prohibition's like in this lane. Yeah. Ugh. It's a slightly bigger club, but you're still not in it. <laughs> Bingo. There you go. Uh, we had a follow-up. Hey, I had to leave a follow-up here. Yes. Face the screen again. But like the, that the surveillance was set up on the house that they suspected they had, they had received information that That's there was so a creepy. residence. Uh, it may be selling, may hmm. be selling illegal narcotics. Surveillance is set up. And a suspicious vehicle. What was suspicious about the vehicle? Of course, they don't say. Yeah. And it was seen arriving and leaving the home Just add one of after them a in short it. period of time. What's a short period of time? One of them druggies. You know, I mean, I've, <laughs> like, I just went and met my buddy um, a couple miles away because he was in town. And, like, I had borrowed one of his tools. And he was like, hey, I'm in town. If you want to come meet me over here at this liquor store, I'm here. There's, like, a gym next door. I think it was a gym. There's a liquor store, too. I don't know if he was buying liquor. I don't care. <laughs> I drive over there, give him back his tool. Oh, my God, that could be suspicious. You know, guys meeting on a rainy night after dark, you know? like Yeah. And they're only there seven shit. minutes. Whoa. One guy's rushing. I could have been getting... Polonium 210 or something. Who knows? Anyway, like, but you can't just go to somebody's house without being suspicious now. That's what kind of pisses me off, man. And like I said, they don't even specify the amount of rock cocaine the guy had and just say he had intention to sell. I mean, wouldn't the quantity be required if you had intent to sell? I don't know. They're fucking assholes. Normally, I like the cops around here. They're not really that bad, but... I just kind of think this guy, like, if they knew it was the house that was dealing the shit, why don't they get a warrant and search the house if that's really what they're, no, they're pussies. Yeah. They're just taking the low-hanging fruit, just man. Just stake them out and pull people know, over leaving there. It's all a scam. They should all just be legal. Fuck them. Anyway, yeah. in the bowl. Just a, in the bowl. Unprohibited. Yeah, just. Prohibition repealed on everything. The prohibition just exacerbates all of these well, it actually just creates a bunch of problems that we don't have to have. Yeah. But it doesn't solve any of the problems that, like, it purports to have. Yeah. doesn't make weed any less of a, of a problem. It just makes it way more of a problem. I don't know, man. It just sucks. It's like, 
I feel like right now we're in a society where a lot of people don't even know their neighbors because people don't socialize anymore, it seems like, or smile and wave even. Yeah. Like, I'm on a smile and wave basis with most of my neighbors. Mm-hmm. No, all of my neighbors. Mm-hmm. And a few of them I talk to. Wow, what a radical concept. And if I'm a little concerned about them or what's going on, I make a phone call and say, hey, how's it going? You good? Yeah, to them. To them, yeah. yeah. I don't do a wellness check. I don't say, hey, oh, I notice that these guys at the end of my street, there's a lot of different vehicles coming in and out. No, maybe they got a lot of friends and family in town. Yeah. You know, like, it's just such bullshit that you can't even trust your neighbors. Like, your neighbors just, should uh, be looking out for you, not working against you. Just hang out for a while, too, you know? Yeah. You shouldn't peel out in, like, seven minutes. Yeah. Have a seat, order a pizza, three-round minimum Super but Smash or something. That you know? that also did kind of freak me out how it's like they just, they get a tip and then they set up surveillance. Like, oh, so they can just set up surveillance anywhere, eh? Mm. It's gross. It is gross. I mean, the whole world is surveilled at this point. No doubt. Unless something really interesting happens, then footage can't be found. <laughs> yeah. uh, pesky footage. Uh, I didn't find the footage, but I did find this next voicemail. Ooh. Um, the first time I believe that I was close to, uh, death, death. uh, yes. first time I almost died, uh, they had a fever when I was a kid. I know my mom said it was at 106 Damn. Uh, degrees yeah. uh, with my fever for a while. They took me to the hospital. I don't freaking remember anything. I was, I mean, it's. All around the time that I have memories, but I don't remember anything about that because I was like delirious and out of it and seeing shit. Yep. So uh, this is probably the best trip I ever had. Uh, was that 160 or <laughs> uh, very uh, uh, episodic? Very uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I had visions. No, um, waking after fever that, dreams. I, almost drowned in a pool out in Arizona. I think I've discussed that. I don't know on which show before, but uh, I was playing in the water jets. Got blown out to the deep end. And then uh, my, mom, my mom didn't realize it until I was like underwater for, I don't know, a good 20, 30 seconds or so. Shit. Oh, uh, shit. water in because uh, I was coughing it out when she pulled me out of the water. Um, and then... I also got hit by a car on a motorcycle when I was about oh no thirteen fourteen. Uh, so yeah, I probably should have died back then. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you maybe, didn't. Uh, maybe I cheated death. Maybe uh, God has uh, didn't rule the day. Didn't take me home. Uh, He's like, where the fuck I'm you think you're a, going, Mister? <laughs> No, I don't know. Um, anyways, in the bowl. In the bowl. Glad to have you here, Nat Ned. Indeed. Glad you cheated that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's up for the next round? You know, it's funny. I found my F tie list. Oh yeah. While I was cleaning, nice. but I I don't have it on me. Ah. Well, I have. But it's my in list. one of these stacks. You see how I'm organizing everything? Yeah. So there's a method to this madness. Of course. And. Uh, it's all going to be put somewhere that makes sense. First time I ever geocached. First time I ever got stitches. First time I, I like ever stitches. Okay, next week, bowlers, we want to hear about the first time you ever got stitches. So you can call us anytime 
after the show, I suppose, and tell us about the first time you ever got stitches. 816-607-3663. Now there's only one thing left to do. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold. It came to my attention in the pre-show that Come and Go is being retired. Ugh. Yeah. Come and No. So I added it to the lanes, you know. Where am I going to go to come now? uh, You're just going to go. You're just going to go and go. The family run Maverick. I mean, I like Quick Trip, but they don't last, you know? Yeah. But come and go, I mean, that's good for all parties. (laughs) They, uh... (laughs) They're going to rebrand to shitted and farted and cummed. (laughs) That would be awesome. (laughs) But no. They're so close now, they just might as well. They couldn't... Uh, let's see, it said, none of the sources interviewed would agree to be quoted on the record, but multiple people with knowledge of Maverick's broader, broader strategy said that upon deeper consideration and comprehensive assessment of the two chains, the Maverick brand resonated more impactfully in its markets than Come, uh-huh. and, Do, come, and, Do, come and Go did in the heart of its Midwestern terrain. It caused, but, caused far less juvenile snickering. A former Maverick member said, I think there was some concern about the inadvertent double entendre of the come and go name. Oh, is that it? Which is... Is that it? You know... (laughs) (laughs) It bums me out. I feel like they should really lean into it. It's fun. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. It's fun. And it's come spelled with a K, so... Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Maybe it's... This is like a going out of business sale. Where yeah. they just want to sell some merch right now. Come and right go, now. To go and come. And the hats, the trucker hats with come and go on them are going to be harder to come by mm-hmm. and go by. Yeah. More expensive in general. Yeah. Uh, I'm not God. I don't have all the answers. I don't know. Yeah, it makes me want some come and go merch, though. Did you say no? Everybody refused to be quoted. Yeah. <laughs> Sources refused to be quoted, but it would tell yeah. to Even the person that used to work there, former <laughs> member, was like, don't say my name, but. I think we all know what this is about. Look, <laughs> we've been hiding it since the 60s, but yes, it's called Come and Go. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. F in the chat. F in the chat. Uh, Midwestern staple. Anyway. Sorry, Quick Trip's way of kicking the shit out of him anyway. It's no big deal. Yeah, Quick Trip is great. I'm going to miss driving by the sign. That's what I'm going to miss. Yeah. I really go there often. Because you get to point and go, ha ha. Yeah. Come and go. Yeah. Well, something else is coming and going. A rocket launching into outer space with the remains of 330 people. Yeah. Finally. I guess it was supposed to shoot off eight months ago, but it got delayed. Some of these. God damn it, Elon Musk. Remains. <laughs> Come allegedly from folks such as uh, George Washington okay. and the Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry. Yeah, the, they're like three hundred thirty people. We'll name two men who's <laughs> frequently been named in the same sentence. Yeah, uh, over the past century. Where the is fuck? Where is their DNA going? To the moon. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. They're going to put some titanium. Okay, so they've got these little half-inch long titanium capsules filled with DNA or cremated cremated remains. Mm. And then they're putting uh like a permanent memorial on the moon. No picture of the memorial though. 
Wow. I see the little That's capsules so that mysterious the and DNA sketchy. is in. But I just, I don't think I would want my remains on the moon. No. Okay. They have a, a quote here, though, from someone who allegedly said, my dream is for my ashes to be buried in space. Yeah, so you want to become space trash, eh? Not me, not I. I kind of want to just be free, because I assume you are once you uh, exit this life. Um, my, my dream's pretty but, close, but like only in sound. Cremate me so that I'm not wasting space. And, mm. and then uh, I like the idea of a loved one being able to be physically near you if they so choose. If I'm on the moon, <laughs> pretty separated from everything I've created here. And yeah. everyone I love. It's, it's a weird goal. Yeah. I mean, you're an extrovert, but not to that extent. You mean an <laughs> introvert? That's what I meant, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I say? Extrovert. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I don't... Look, I'm not that <laughs> social, right? Like, party... Yes. You say party, and I go, eh. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to get away <laughs> to the moon where no one will ever see me again. Screw like, you guys and going to the moon. I do love you bowlers. I just also love... Alone time. <laughs> a healthy balance, you know? Everything in moderation. Yeah. Including fish tank. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, uh -oh. um, Florida man had a rough, rough time. At a oh! This is uh, the background of Florida man's rough time. Yeah, dude. He probably left the bathroom in this mood out of donkeys. Because yeah. the toilet exploded oh no and doused him in poop and pee oh my god so he came out saying <laughs> clean this shit up guys clean this up clean me up clean up your bathroom and the staff at Dunkey's said oh man we've had this problem before what and that was his reaction what another and, problem and he attorneyed up and he's suing him Good. For bodily injury and psychological damages resulting in pain and suffering, disability, permanent and significant emotional injury, yeah. mental anguish, loss of the capacity for the enjoyment of life, expense of medical care, and treatment. Holy fuck. Okay, that's a list. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know. But yeah, man. Legally. If I ask you for the key to the bathroom and you hand it to me knowing there's an explody bowl in there, bro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty messed up. It's really messed up. It's it's terrible. Horrible. That's a dumb place to keep bowls. It's a dumb place to keep explodey bowls. That's it's for gross. Sure. It's nasty. And yeah, we're looking at you, Florida Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, that's just horrible. It was shitty situation all around. In Pennsylvania, though, there's another shitty situation. So a couple went to their bank and they pulled out $4,000 in cash uh, to spend on a landscaping project, allegedly. And they set the money down on the counter and they went about their business. And then the woman heard her man screaming at the dog. Or maybe not screaming, but just going off about something. She comes in. Mm. The money's all over the place. Uh-oh. The dog... A seven-year-old golden doodle named Cecil... Named Dum Dum. ...ate the money. Not the money. Yeah. $4,000. <laughs> God damn. Into the stomach of a dog. 
Uh, and some on the floor, right? And a lot ripped apart. Yeah. Little pieces of money. What's your fiat worth now? Mm. How you let a dog they, get at four grand, though? They put it on the counter, and those golden doodles are big. So, you know, he just stood up on his hind legs and took a chomp. Took it all. A wad of cash in one bite. Big, dumb, and full of money. Yeah. <sighs> So they <laughs> said that the bank told them if they could tape the bills together and the majority of them were left with yeah. the right serial number present, they could be replaced. Yep. So they started doing that. They started taping up what was shredded on the floor. But then they saw that their dog started vomiting and there was bills in the vomit. Nice. So they thought, well, that's probably worth cleaning up. Yep. And so they did that. They cleaned it. They dried the money to see what they could get back. And they were still missing, like, probably $1,000. So the husband decided he would follow the dog around the yard and pick apart the poop for three days and stitch the money together and keep those ones in plastic bags because no one wants to touch it. (laughs) I mean, we all know that money is gross, but (laughs) through a dog's intestinal tracts... He he got it back. Altogether, they were able to recoup $3,500. And uh, they said that- not a bad bounce back from a huge mistake. Yeah, it seems like only 100 is really missing because their quote from the bank is that $400 worth was too far gone to save. Uh, So, um, but you know, good news- Even though they could determine that 400 of it was 400 of it, they're fucking assholes. Isn't that an asshole move? Yeah, yes. Yeah, but it's also an asshole move to let your dog eat the money. Well, we know enough to know that this $400 doesn't meet the criteria, so I'm not going to give you the $400 for it, even though we know it's right here. (sighs) Yeah, that ticks me off, too. I mean, you just print more anyway at the end of the day. Yeah, well, fuck But there was a quote from the wife here. Just so everyone knows, Cecil is totally fine and never had any issues. And then here's where I get down to the bottom of the problem. We were never mad at him or anything. It's like, oh, that's why your dog eats oh, money, isn't I see. it? Complete fucking total retards. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, He's still a good boy. I guarantee. Like, we're just I, not giving him enough treats. It's why he eat the money. Ugh. My dog wouldn't dare. Uh, we got a boost, which yeah. reminds me that we got a boost earlier. Ooh, I love boosts. And I keep forgetting. I keep looking up there and being like, all right, at the end of this. Story, I'll mention it. And then you get sucked in. I just, I'm all about the transition. My, transition. my transition are too good. And then I remember in the middle of the story, you know? Yeah. And then it repeats. Well, 3333, that was the first one, of course. Woo! Coming in from Podcast Guru. Ooh. Which we're seeing a little more action from these days. This is uh, Eric PP. Thank you, Eric PP. One hour ago, in fact. Thank you for the booster. And then just now, sound you heard. One minute ago, 10101 sets from C Dubs. Oh, yeah. Thanks, C Dubs. Coming out of Boost CLI, sending us one of these guys with the arms up in the air. Woo! A little celebration, man. He's riding the rocket to the moon, the Boost CLI rocket. It's backslash little O forward slash. That rocket just moves between nodes, though. That's right. Safe and effective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got to get mine up and going. Good for your health. This is and why I want a raspy blitz. Boost butt. But, uh, yeah, we'll figure that out. Figure it out. We'll figure that out. I'm glad to see the uh, Isobot uh, IRC guys back in. Or, excuse me, the Boostbot IRC guys back in. Chat. Yes. Chat. It's very helpful. 
keep our eye on them fountain boosts, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I know what you're saying. Um, I also know I have another dog story for you. Oh, dog. Oh, dog gone it. Well, in Arizona, the burglar alarm went off at a kennel, you know, where animal control puts all the uh, lost pets that have been, well, actually it was at the Lost Our Home Pet Rescue. Okay. To be technical, because we want to be technical here as much as we can be. Sure. So the burglar alarm went off at like two in the morning. Someone's got to put their crap on, get over there to see what was going on. And there was a one husky that got loose and decided to have a freaking free-for-all. He busted out of his kennel, started chowing down on food and water, and then decided to free all of his friends. Whoa-oh. Yeah. Huskies could get rowdy, dude. They're too smart. Yeah, he just pawed open the door, which of course set off the alarm. And then, uh, yeah, he was trying to let himself out. We're breaking out of here. Couldn't get all the way out. But he did uh, free some of his friends to have a party, which is cool. It's a doggy version of a prison riot, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they, his name was King. Shit, yeah, it was. Yeah, he's nicknamed uh, Mr. Clean. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's the officer's nickname that <laughs> ended up getting in there and being like, wow, I see what's going on here. Yeah. Just one dog having a grand old time, eh? I hope that uh, King has a home now because he sounds like a lot of fun. Huskies are cool, and I like hearing them talk and sing. Yeah. It's like, aw, I love you too, dog. How'd you learn English? Curious. Hey. Curious creatures. Mm-hmm. Indeed they are. Also curious te- creatures, tweens and teens. <laughs> no doubt. Well, one Oklahoma 13-year-old made history this week because he is the first person ever to achieve the Tetris kill screen. Wow. I almost, I almost clipped a news show talking about it, but they didn't actually talk to the boy. They just played his reaction because he live-streamed his Tetris game. Oh. And when... Everything froze up, and he was on the... They didn't even call it a kill screen. That really irritated me. Uh, I don't remember what they said, but it was not correct. Um, uh, the, but, the glitch level? He uh, unlocked the secret glitch level. I, I almost feel like I need to find this, because uh, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. But when he hits it, right, he just... His reaction was to sound like he had an asthma attack. And that was all that they played of this kid, was this kid going... Ah! Fatty Magoo, you're and, the fattest. <laughs> he's not fat though. He's just like a little dude with some glasses, you yeah. know. And and they're like, oh, the reaction's the best part. I was like, man, I wanted to throw that kid an inhaler listening to that one. <laughs> Get him some <laughs> help. Him some help. <laughs> he's too excited. <laughs> Guy needs to trick you out of his set. He can't handle the excitement. Oh my god. Yeah, it's pretty cool though. <laughs> Kill screen coming up. There's a there's a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up. Yeah. Anybody's interested? Uh anybody's interested in that thirty three thirty three just coming in. I am interested in that. That was from uh Oyston Bear. She was listening live for the first time. Ooh. Baron of Rotterdam over there. Oh well, I'm happy to have you live, Oyston Burge. Welcome, welcome. Listening from Podverse. Look at that. Very cool. He got the lit signal. Cheers, brother. And he's able to spark one up while we're sparking it up. And good morning over there. Yes. Good morning. 
little wake and bake. All right. I know I've brought a lot of dogs to the lanes tonight. It's and been a dog day on the lanes. I know last week was a little rough for cat lovers out there. All those people who are brainwashed by their cats to enjoy cats. So I brought a cat story too. Okay. To balance things out a little. This woman, she was pregnant, expecting her first child. She had two cats, and their names were Duke and Nero, both boys. Uh, one night, they got into a fight, and the baby had just been born. I guess cats don't like changes? That's what this woman claims, at least. Okay. So they were having a hard time adjusting to a baby being in the house. They can be temperamental. Mm. I think that's what the musical is about, isn't it? Maybe. Anyway. I might be thinking of Aristocats. Duke got mad after this fight with his brother and decided to wander off, as cats often do. This was in January 2017. So she obviously put up uh, flyers, did what she could, had the whole community looking for Duke for eight months before she finally decided to give up because he wasn't coming home. And so just the other day, she got a knock on her door, and when she opened it, it was a veterinarian with a cat. And that cat was none other than Duke. Home, seven years later. I guess he had wandered over to a factory about 900 feet away from the house and was taken in by the staff members there. They built him a little shed to sleep in and a feeding station. Uh, So why would he come home when he's got food available all the time there? You know, he probably only had a a once-a-day bowl at home, and with the baby, probably no routine versus yeah. a workplace. He was you starting know to get routine. ignored, you know? Yeah. Not having as much attention. However, the factory in the year 2023 was deemed unsafe for him to be there. Oh, my God. Which is how he ended up at the vet, and then the vet remembered him from his markings and just thought, wow, I think this is Duke, and decided to give it a shot. And sure enough, it was. Yeah. However, Uh-oh. now this woman, she has two children, and she was worried that, because she lives in the same house, and that factory's only nine feet away, 900 feet away, and he's not allowed to be there. Mm-hmm. So she was worried that if she kept him, he would just wander back over there and end up getting killed or whatever. Mm. So she decided to give him away to another family that was looking for a cat. They'd have to kill him nine times. I mean- Right, I know. Seven years. Probably has only used like five lives. Yeah. But she Not also even. she also mentioned that she felt really guilty over losing him. And I thought that was quite silly to feel guilt over the actions of another living being. Like yeah, he they, ran <laughs> away from home. You t- it's cats a cat. dips that. And cats also can like usually fend for themselves. Yeah. They're pretty good at it. But I guess seeing him many just- dogs too. Not all of them, but Yeah, many. Like those dogs that were tearing up the uh, cars in the car lot, man. <laughs> Getting their fill of plastic or whatever. There's some free boys out there. Yeah, but hey, keeping something around that makes you feel bad. Well, that doesn't sound good to me, so get the cat out of your life. <laughs> oh, there's a character on Chink Talk called Tunnel Girl. Have you heard of her? No, no me neither. Because there's new. too many of these fucking people. It, you know, <laughs> everyone and their mom over on this stupid social media bullshit, and pu- people fucking sit there for hours watching 
30 second videos of people doing stupid shit. Well, anyways, this lady's 37 years old, lives in Virginia, claims to be an engineer, but has nothing to back that up. She gained some followers and padded her numbers because she started building an elaborate tunnel system under her house starting back in October 2022. Now, she has videoed herself doing it the whole time. So we've got, you know, a good solid year and a half of progress here. But with fame comes more eyes watching you and more people wanting to be pests and uh, someone narked on her project. Oh, no. And she was forced st- to stop tunneling by officials uh, because that needs an immediate evaluation by a professional engineer, of course, over fears that it could cause a sinkhole. However, Tunnel Girl is confident that she will be able to get the permits and approval <laughs> necessary and restart her excavation soon because in her reasoning is it's constructed below the slab of her house. Now, I don't know yeah, what, could go wrong. what she thinks the permit and approval process is like in Virginia, but I have heard nothing but horrible things about that. She has spent $50,000 on this project, and her tunnel is 30 feet long. Didn't quite get to the 33 magic number where I expected it to be. Dang. Yeah. She'll get there. She'll keep working on it while it's pending approval. Yeah. But now that she's got this... Uh, Once a tunneler is born, you can't stop them. They yeah. just keep tunneling. Yeah, I think that's how it works. Once this media storm started up, up, people asked her, like, hey, why are you tunneling? And she said, I just thought it would be neat to have a little protective shelter area. But they also said, I'm not a prepper. I just felt like tunneling. I just kept on digging and digging and digging. Yeah. Well, it's like the tide rolls in and out. Tunnel girl tunnels on. Sure. And uh, at a Maryland beach, something washed upon the shore that took the locals by surprise. It was a 14 and a half foot long piece of timber that appears to be from a ship dated back to the mid to late 1800s. Ship, yeah. Ship, yeah. I guess there were some other parts attached to it, but they didn't take close-up pictures or get into it, which really bums me out. And what are they going to do with it? Well, they put a tag on it and left it so it can be swept back out to sea and tracked to wherever it washes up next. I thought that was kind of silly and stupid. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Do you think it's going to go back to its wreckage? That's kind of, yeah, at first that's what I'm thinking is, oh, they want to trace the wreckage. Wait a minute, that's not how this works. Yeah, it's just going to. It's going to float to another beach. Yeah. It's like they keep just. Keep moving around the world till it winds up in the Pacific garbage patch or whatever we're supposed to believe. Yeah, or comes back to this Maryland beach, right? Like I guess, yeah. They, I feel like they just want pen pals out of it, maybe, but. (laughs) Add your name and $5 to the envelope on the blank, and you will be a millionaire. Oh, my God. Just got to send $5 to everybody else on the list and then put your name on them. If you do not leave this plank to wash back out to shore, you will suffer seven years of itchy feet. (laughs) Not itchy feet, No. no. We don't like that. Be shuffling them on the carpet for the rest of seven years. And then electrocuting yourself on everything. (laughs) Nothing. Static electricity. Um, Something that did sound fun this week was an Alabama man decided to do a naked cannonball into the Bass Pro Aquarium. Oh, sick. Yeah, he was promptly arrested, of course. (laughs) (laughs) A strong move nonetheless. But it sounded fun to me. Yeah. Um, What's that? Just a civil fine? 
I don't know. Uh, maybe because he's naked. Because he's naked, it adds. Yeah. Damn it. But I'll tell you, that's the two bowls in a row that Bass Pro has come up. They sure know how to do this PR marketing, man. (laughs) They're driving rednecks wild this winter. They're like (laughs) whispering in their ears somehow, you know, like someone bought merchandise and then there's a little like, (laughs) I don't know, something in the tag, right? That's emitting some electromagnetic frequency that just is like, you know what? I'm just going to go hop in the aquarium today or I'm just going to go fishing in the aquarium today. I got to go back. Fuck with the fish. Fuck with the fish. It was so beautiful. I got to go back and I got to take all my clothes off and really enjoy myself. I hope we we don't get too retarded to have just like Bass Pro Aquariums. You know what I mean? Because it's fun and unique, you know? Yeah. You go in there and you think, how in the fuck is this like cost effective? Yeah. But they do it, you know? Yeah. I just don't want retards to ruin it because it is an interesting. (laughs) Don't ruin this for me, man. (laughs) I want to see the fishies. I like seeing the fish when I'm shopping. Sometimes I go in there, I don't even buy nothing. I just look at the fishies. I would say only once have I purchased anything in a Bass Pro and I've been (laughs) in there at least 10 times. It's so expensive. That's how they fund the aquariums. We (laughs) usually walk in, we say, God damn, that's fucking expensive. Um, and we say, like, I know three places I can get that for cheaper, and we walk back out. Yeah. Well, luckily for Bass Pro, these were in two different states, so I don't think we have enough tards uh, tardening up yet. I mean, the HQ's in Springfield, so they'd have to wipe them all out to get to that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're okay. We're good here in the show-me state. We'll show you how it's done. Come on, Florida Bama. (laughs) Uh, Get your shit together. I don't know if you caught this story, but... Some aliens got lost this week. They punched in their coordinates for Antarctica backward and ended up at the Miami Mall. <laughs> Did you see this? Did you hear about this? Did you hear about this one? <laughs> <laughs> now, I know if you take the coordinates for anywhere up here in the northern side of things and you flip them, it's going to be in Antarctica because, well, Antarctica is fucking huge. Yeah. But it's interesting, nonetheless, to look at the Google map image that pops up when you flip them. It's like, oh, shit, maybe, just maybe, the military is talking to some uh, extraterrestrials, and they've got a base that we're not allowed to know about in Antarctica, where they meet up with them and make their plans there and let them change into their skin suits. <laughs> uh, and maybe there was a human error here where those coordinates just got reversed, you know, like... You just flip them and you end up in total wrong part of the world. I mean, yes, yes. The aliens could have punched it in wrong too on their GPS. Yeah, but. no evidence that they're a bunch of brainiacs. The no, that seen, is I've for seen, sure. I've seen no evidence of that. So there was a huge police response to this Miami Mall area, and I've seen the drone footage of these cop cars just lying in the highway. It looks like hundreds of them. I didn't count, though. And I'm also kind of an exaggerator. I know this. I'm from New England. It's just in my blood. (laughs) Okay. But there were tons of cop cars. It's like full force response. And they said that there were some teenagers fighting with fireworks. And that's what the response was over. I just find that hard to believe. Then they have people, you know, and many might be searching for social media clout or whatever, but... Right. There are stories going around that there were some 12-foot-tall shadow figures that appeared, and that's why people were running. Because there's footage of people running. 
allegedly. The, right. I've seen videos of people running, and that's about it. So I've seen overhead shot of a bunch of police cars all in a row, dozens of them for sure, and people running. And uh, yeah, teenagers shooting off fireworks just doesn't really um, add up to this. Could be aliens. Don't know. I'm posting my remember the A-L-M-A-O meme in the chat now. Maybe I'll put it in the chapter art for this week. But <laughs> Until Davy Crockett. Yeah, that's great. It's very weird. and um, See, that's what I wanted to turn the raccoon into. Instead, I turned him into a stiff board without a face. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. I think that... Uh, well, it's this comes back to the why is there no solid footage, right? A mall has security cameras everywhere, so why aren't they being released to say, look, no, there were no aliens? Because, of course, that's what the cops are saying to the oh, media. Yeah, what are Our the cops response to the ALMAOs is, LOL. No, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, that's an actual headline. WTF. Police response, LOL, all lowercase. Couldn't even cap lock it for us. Wow. Um, but it doesn't um, escape me that... There's, you know, the public at large has been uh, thrown through experiments before, and there could be some maybe like extremely low frequency hallucination weapons that have been deployed that makes people see aliens or, I don't know, some kind of anomaly could have happened, could be a project, could be secret things, who knows. I just thought it was funny to say that the aliens switched up the coordinates and ended up in Miami instead of Antarctica. This whole thing is very, very spooky. That's my favorite theory, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, a boost stuck to us from Lavish. Woo! Out of Fountain. Ten grand. All right, thanks, Lavish. Saying, aliens aren't real, it's just tunnel juice. <laughs> I have seen a lot of footage about that. Yeah. This morning. A lot of... Uh, Guys with jerry curls and little hats coming out of uh, <laughs> a hole in the wall was the first thing I saw. The further I got into it, the more I liked it. <laughs> a grate in the sidewalk was the second thing I saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seeing isn't, I don't know. I have no idea what to think about this. Lots of red arrows on screen grabs. I oh, don't know. yeah, yeah. I don't know. And it's in New York, right? A wild, uh, a wild city. It is in New York. And New York. <laughs> and New York. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld curls. <laughs> Is that what they're called? <laughs> the cute little sausage curls that... Yeah. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> the cute little sausage curls. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. The things. I know Lavish in the chat said Jerry Seinfeld curls. I That's it was a great one. Pretty great. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it's been a great bull. No doubt. As always. Great hanging out with you. Great hanging out with the bowlers. Always fun to have people join us live and get in on the action with us. I mean, totally. you produce the show in real time. That's right. Part of the value cycle, baby. That's right. Part of being lit. Uh, join us as we get lit next time. With the big bad booberry mothman himself or a bulls with buds Friday evening. But you don't even have to wait that long. Because we are gonna be joining Nick the Rat tomorrow night in the sewers of New York. Yeah, that's right. For his four hundred and twentieth episode, four twenty special. We're looking forward to it very much. 
Who knows who we'll run into down there, I guess. I don't know, man. I'm excited. Me too. I'm loaded for mayo. We got tons of mayo. We are ready. We're ready to rock. So uh, join us on all of our wacky adventures to the upcoming week. And of course, we'll always be back next Tuesday and the Tuesday after that and forever on. Same time, 9 Central, we take over the stream, the No Agenda stream from DH Unplugged. Through it all, I pledge to remain Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I will always be Dame DeLorean. Till next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. You want some cookies? What's going on? And I want a non-gay explanation. You'd know that if you'd ever listened to my podcast. This is bait. Slips it in. It's so overtly sexual. I can see their human bodies. He go crazy sex fiend. She wasn't wearing anything. Oh, man. Vagina. That's a dumb place to keep bowls. And everyone's like, ah, right, cool, kinky, yeah, right, ah, nice. Not if you were stoned at the time. It can lead to other drugs. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Bowl, bowl, bowl after bowl. Bowl, bowl after bowl. Bowl after 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 bowl